With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. Week 1, DraftKings picks, ownership plus at the end of viewer chat. If you're new to the viewer chat, remember you need to be sub to Mayo Media Network in order to ask a question. Smash the like while you're here, and if you ask a stupid fucking question, you're banned for life. You're never coming back. Take a hike, pals. Good questions only. That's what I'm here for. Additionally, if you want to get into a draw for $1,000 straight cash giveaway. It's going to be 500, 250, 250, so 1,000 total. All you need to do is sub to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. Leave a five-star review, make up something you enjoy about the show, or be truthful that you enjoy about the show. Leave your Twitter handle or email address so I can contact you. If you are a winner, we're giving it away next Wednesday on the Spread Pick Show. So, I mean, it takes like 20 seconds. Why wouldn't you try to get your hands on a top prize of $500 cold hard cash? Sounds pretty good. Check out the other shows, smash the like, sub to the channel. Oh, runthesims.com. You're playing DraftKings this week. That's why you're watching. You might as well put the best tools to in the business to your advantage. Runthesims.com slash mayo. Simulate the slate 10,000 times. Make your custom projections. Get whatever lineups you want. Get them in a file. Upload them to DraftKings. Hopefully, you can print some money. Tower Tambolini of RunPureSports.com is in the building. We're doing this every Friday like we did every Wednesday for the golf show. The Listener's League still has 700, 700 spots available. Wow. That's, Keep- a, that's a surprise. I thought it would have been sold out by now, but if it's not sold out by now, it'll probably be sold by day's end. I would assume once this show's yeah, it's live now, once people catch up, get off work, whatever it might be, get into it, it's going to fill up break free. And, and people ask me all the time, is there another one? No, I don't know of any. I don't, it? I don't know of any other listener leagues. Like in golf, there's other reduced rake or, or no, no rake leagues, but nothing that I know of for football. Otherwise. Yeah. So if you want to get the link to the Pat Mayo Experience Listener's League, the link is down in the description of the podcast and of the video right now. So go do that. You, sir, are on Fantasy Football Picks and Bets with me. If people are looking for more showdown-focused content, island game content, you got the Thursday night preview on the go. I think it went well. It went well. One one for two. Uh, Allen Robinson did not go well for him. He did not show up. I got the number. Good news is on the show, I told him, pause the video, get to the picks, put them in. You got that closing line value. You got about five points on the number, and it didn't matter in the end. Robinson could not connect, could not do anything in that game for, for lack of a better term. But, yeah, it was a solid game last night. The Bills just looked too good. 
So you can find all the videos up on Mayo Media Network on YouTube, obviously, but Fantasy Football Picks and Bets is the audio feed. It'll be me on Mondays for the Monday Night Breakdown, the props, and the waiver wire pickups of the week for season long. And then on Saturday mornings or Friday nights, depending on how how deep I get into the booze and how quickly I get into the booze on Friday night. If I get in early, it's not coming out Friday night. It's coming out Saturday morning with a very hungover Pat Mayo. However, I will have the full injury update for the week, the ownership projections, and the best prop plays for the weekend uh, and the updated rankings for season long. So that's what you're going to get on that feed. If you prefer to listen to things in audio version, we have our guy, John Legazia, who's doing similar stuff to you, but he's doing it for jock market, not prize picks. Plus he has all of his bets. That's Monday, Thursday, and Saturday as well up on fantasy daily fantasy sports picks and bets. The mix where, I mean, the Euro tour stuff is up there. Brett Apley's UFC picks are up there. It's all pretty good stuff. So please go support my own media network. Go sub to those, leave the ratings and review for those as well. Can only help us out. So we can do, more live shows where we can stay forever and we can answer as many of your questions as possible uh what else do i got going on i got so much going on with the hammer with pizzola now oh i'm live 2 p.m eastern time every friday on betsperts i'm the four for four page as well with ryan noonan and connor allen we are talking about our favorite props of the week so if you miss this one or you want more like props specific stuff go tune into that oh my god we're four minutes in let's talk DraftKings. <laughs> let's move on yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to cut it out with all the promos at the beginning but it's week one i gotta tell the people that's what it is people don't realize week one right you spend all the year getting ready for this and we're excited that's gonna be a good I got, show i got stuff to shill the people and like people are here for the first time they probably already t- all the new people have probably tuned out already but <laughs> yeah. uh you know i got i got stuff to sell you run the sims.com slash mayo get yourself a discount yeah run run pure sports what's the code nfl 15 NFL get yourself 15. a discount yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get, get the discounts now you're gonna want them because it's only going up isn't it and at run the sims if you want to try it out there's a weekly option too that code mayo does work for what are we thinking is going to be where people are starting their lineups this week because we talked a little bit before about like just running i'm just ran the optimal right now yeah at run the sims and Jalen Hurts is still being spit out as the top QB, but it has no one with him is the weird thing. There's no, like, I mean, I didn't put any stack features in or anything like that, but sometimes that will naturally just happen when you're looking at the quote-unquote play the best plays. So you have Hurts, Kamara and Mixon, Michael Pittman, Amon Ra St. Brown. We don't know if Zach Hurts or Rondell Moore are playing right. as of right now, but if they do play... They were projected to be optimal at their position. So those are the guys, realistically, I'm not saying that you have to fade them all. Like, I think Michael Pittman's probably a really good play for the price point, but there's a chance he's the highest owned receiver. Oh, it looks like it for sure. And I think that's the key. You talked about week one. I'm curious, though, right quick before we dive in fully, but where is uh, Daniel Jones coming in now? Because when we first talked about this just a couple weeks ago, we did our strategy show. It was like he was popping up on Run the Sims on everything. Now I'm wondering what you're seeing, because I've heard a lot more Barkley love, which is another situation to talk about. I just, I only generated the one line. I like to just generate the yeah, one the lineup, optimal. see what it spits out. So I'll, I'll just put in 75. Let's see what we do when we get Yeah, and Hurts for sure, like you said, is going to be popular. He's going to be the cash game quarterback that everybody goes to for good reason. He's priced at 6,800. He's dual threat. He's got guys there that he can throw it to. We'll talk on that in a second, but what do you got? Of the 75 lineups I just generated, it only uses two quarterbacks, Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. Still likes Jones. Okay, that's what I wondered because just looking around, some of the other stuff that I'm seeing around the industry, the ownership projections sort of melding them and blending them together. He's actually not popping and 
it's what's happening is more people are going to Hertz. Barkley. Or, or well, Hurts the quarterback for sure. Uh, I have that, and then some of the other guys below him. But you are seeing the Barkley usage on both DraftKings and FanDuel, so it just leads in and they bleed into each other. Where you're seeing more Barkley than you are Jones, which is it does make an interesting case if you want to play that game or stack it up. It's it's your choice. But uh, the Hurts thing, like you said, not many people are stacking him. You still have options there, though, right? Devontae Smith. You've got Goddard. There's ways to stack that game up, and then we probably like or some do at least. You talked about Amon Ra. You got him on the other side. I kind of like Chark as an interesting play on the other side. Swift can get some checkdowns, and he's sort of going a little bit overlooked at running back when there's other guys in that range. Right now, I'm seeing him maybe the fourth or fifth option after like CMC, Barkley, uh, Mixon. And then of course we've got Jonathan Taylor to talk about as well. So Swift will get in the mix, but just building that up differently. See, I'm seeing Swift popping as a somewhat popular option. Obviously the ownership projections are going to mature as the week goes along, but top five right now at running back for the main slate week one on DraftKings, Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Swift, Christian McCaffrey, Joe Mixon. That's what I've got. I've got Swift at five though. Okay. And like I said, again, it's all how you use them. We talk about this all the time. I want to talk about that real quick, actually, because it's a good intro, I think, to everything we're going to go into. Week one, we've talked about this on our strategy show about the chalk hitting and how popular it is. I think this is, you know, obviously the greatest time to try and leverage against that is week one when no one really knows anything. But at the same time, what you and I talked about, and I think is still true, is people get a lot of spots correct. It doesn't mean they get their builds correct. And what I mean by that is quite simple is that like maybe it is a good spot to go to this Philadelphia and Detroit game, but maybe it's not through Hertz and it goes a different way. Maybe it's through the goof. Use the goof. You could use Use that. Use Amon Ra, use Hawkinson. Yep. And then, I don't know, not Goddard. Well, you could even run it. You could say, like, if Devontae Smith has a game and it's it's all him from that side, you could have Goff, you could have Amon Ra, and you could have Chark. You, you could stack it up that way. It's just, I'm, I'm just saying, I think some of the situations people get after are correct, but they don't always make the right play or the right game flow. That one's tough because that one feels like if you don't get it exactly right with the chalk pieces, it's going to be impossible to know what's going on. It's like, oh, Boston Scott had three touchdowns. Like, oh, fantastic. Yeah. I'm just looking at the leverage at the top of running back right now. Uh, I can sort by, where is leverage rate? Optimal leverage rate here. Uh, Cordero Patterson actually rates out as the most, like, highly, for points, like, for ceiling projection and current ownership mm-hmm. and how often he appears in the optimal lineups. His leverage rate is off the charts. It's him, Kamara, Mixon. Miles Sanders is actually on that list. Yep. And uh, Kenyon Drake, who would you rather go with if you had to? J.K. Dobbins, let's say, is out. We don't know that for sure yet, but I'm expecting that to be announced sometime on Friday evening. That's why you got to tune into Fantasy Football Picks and Bets Saturday show when we have this information and I can update the rankings. But Mike Davis... JD or uh, Kenyon Drake, do you have a preference between them? Because it feels like if the Ravens are up by a bunch, $4,400 Mike Davis could have like three rushing touchdowns. It's possible. I would go with their actual running back, Lamar Jackson, who still can't even get a quarterback contract. But I think that's where I'm going to go this week. I think you could play him with Bateman, with Andrews. So I'm going to skip the running back situation in Baltimore. So I think Andrews, I mean, likely is the really interesting one from that game, I think, because there's just all the talk about not Duvernay. Being the, I mean, he'll be lined up as a number two receiver, but Isaiah likely might be just lined up as a receiver and yeah. play 80% of the snaps. He's the dead min on DraftKings, I believe, at $2,500 because he's listed as a tight end. Now, all of a sudden, if you wanted to play a triple stack with Lamar, it would be Andrews because I think that Sauce Gardner probably takes care of Bateman well enough mm-hmm. if he's as good as everyone kind of says he is. Yeah. I mean, who knows? But we know Andrews is going to be involved. They have no answer for Andrews. You got to use Andrews with Lamar Jackson, but instead of using Bateman, you can use likely and save all of this money 
And But the problem is now you're playing two tight ends, so you have to use a flex on one of them. I can be wrong, and I'm a huge Ravens fan, you know this, but I think it's unlikely that we see likely have a big game in week one. I know the preseason stuff and all how the efficiency was there. Just some of the stuff has to marinate a little bit first. Everyone, This is what happens. This is what I'm saying in week one, where everyone sort of hops in on, oh, I think I've got the beat on this guy, or I think I've got the beat on this guy, and then they make terrible, they make lineups with mistakes in them because they're just taking chances. Now they're good. The $5 Millie Maker, go crazy, and there's some guys we have for that no. that we'll get to. 555, single entry. That's what Pat I'm saying. Mayo, if you want to do it, I think in the higher dollar stuff you go, the smaller field you go, I'm, I'm going to focus on letting others make mistakes and try and build my lineups that just go with a little bit of leverage in certain spots, one and one. But I would go like Lamar and Bateman or Lamar and Adams and just do a single stack. And if that get if you get that right, it's very likely it's one of those two, probably Andrews. And then the other thing interesting about Andrews versus likely and Andrews in general is he's $200 more than Kelsey, who, again, to go back to the original question, which we always get off on a tangent, but KC Arizona afternoon game, 53 point total, 52 and a half, depending on where you look, that sort of thing. That's going to be where I think people end up. So naturally, when there's no Tyreek now, people don't want to make a choice on those guys like Sky Moore and Mecole Hardman and MVS, where do they go? They go to Kelsey, and he's cheap. He is too cheap, probably cheaper than we'll see him most of the season in a spot that he can get it, get after it. So I think that leaves Andrews as a little bit of a, a pivot there to Kelsey. Okay, I can get behind that. And we lost Kittle, presumably, from this slate because it looks like he's not playing. Looks like it, yeah. So I don't know if that concentrates the San Francisco offense <laughs> a little bit more. I, I'm not entirely sure how that offense is going to look because it looks like their center is not going to play either. We, Debo had all of this hamstring injury talk. It seems like he's going to be fine, but I mean, I kind of want to use Lance, but because it, it feels like everyone's giving him a week. Like, oh, how is Lance going to play? It's like, well, why don't you just play him now against this like trash team? And maybe he just runs for 150 yards. It's possible. Yeah. And, and again, that's to me, like, you know, it's kind of a capo, but to say like, that's only a five dollar, like, I don't want to play that in my main stuff. I know you can be more aggressive in week one and try it. But I, I, I like that you're narrowing this down to the main stuff. Cause I think that's what people really come because people yeah. aren't, listen, people who are tuning in aren't playing 150 lineups. They're not, I mean, some are, I'm sure. Now but. one that I would consider in some of the main stuff is a secondary stack in that game. And it's gross, a little bit ugly, but it would be Ayuk. I like him. Don't say Mooney. Cause he sucks. And I was going to say Mooney. Yes. Yeah. Because Bears I think, suck. They do, but that's my whole point of why I don't want to get associated with making a Fields thing work or making a Lance thing work when I don't have to, and I can just get some of their action through these cheaper wide receivers across from each other. It doesn't mean it's going to hit. I'm just saying I do like looking at these secondary stacks that not as many are on, and you're still getting a piece in a game where you could see it work. San Francisco O-line capable, but we have to wait and see how it shakes out, and with Lance at the helm, you never know. So let's talk low-owned running backs. I'm not talking about like 1% owned, but I'm talking about good running backs that aren't going to be the chalk, like 10 or below percent from the high end. Dalvin Cook, legitimately no one is using. Yeah. Which is very interesting to me. Everyone wants Kirk Cousins in the passing game, but we now know, and we'll talk about some of these more these games more in detail, that Aaron Rodgers, with some of these cheaper pieces, can really work mm-hmm. for your lineups. Now, it's in Minnesota. I feel like that helps playing indoors. Rather, I mean, it's probably nice in Green Bay right now. It's not you know, December 28th. But either way, I still like him playing on the fast track. Delvin Cook, he's healthy. I mean, you usually like to play him when he's healthy. He's the workhorse. Yeah. I, mean, I don't think that's going to change just because Zimmer's gone. So you have Delvin Cook, Elvin Kamara, who I think people are now more and more lining up to be like, okay, this isn't a bad play. You got Michael Thomas, who's banged up with a hamstring again. Trey Quan looks like he's going to miss this game. So just could be more concentration for Kamara because everyone's still a bit specious about how many passes that he's actually going to catch with Jameis under center and without Sean Payton around. Then you have James Conner in that game that everyone wants. going to be like 3% owned. Yeah. 
I, I like a lot of what you talked about there. The Connor one for sure. It's a piece in a high in a high total game. Uh, remember too, like a couple things that stand out to me. What you said there. One is these afternoon shootouts. How many times do we are we going to do this where we wait around all day? Yeah, but to it's, get more, to it's, it. it's more fun to have the afternoon game because you're not thinking about this how. People who are bad at DraftKings think about it like me. It's like, well, if I stack Chiefs in Arizona, I know everyone's doing that. However, I feel like I still have a chance after the early games, where if I play the early games, I'm like, oh, I got no chance. That's what the afternoon slate's for. You can just double down. (laughs) But I hear you for sure. That stood out to me. So I do like the Connors call there. And I also think Connors is capable of being used with with Kyler, right? You can put James Conner with Kyler and you can have him come in where he checks it down to him, drops it down, and you see some of those opportunities. The other thing... Uh, I was thinking of there, you mentioned, oh, um, Kamara. Kamara, you know, in Atlanta, game script independent. You can see him in any situation, even if they go down. But he's one where I feel like, so there's two things this week. Green Bay, Minnesota game that I think is, people are saying it's sneaky and maybe it's not. Kamara in Atlanta is sounding like where keep, people keep saying that nobody's going there and but ownership's still will. currently, but eventually they will get there here's, based on what he can do. Here's how you make yourself different. You use Kamara anyway, Mariota Pitts. Can do that. Uh, use any of their their passing side again. I don't want to force these guys like Mario. You, you don't into need to it. force them. That's a great play. Yeah, maybe. I like Atlanta. I do. I have them in a big <laughs> teaser bet this week at home. I also think this is what where I was going to go with next. You brought up CPAT earlier, and when you again, I keep bringing up the strategy show. But we had some good pieces on that exact. Yeah, go, show. go watch it. It came out like five days ago. If you're yeah. interested in some of the concepts behind DraftKings strategy, it's the show to watch. I would recommend it because it also will relate to this show weekly. Because now what we're taking is a lot of those concepts and applying them to this. Week slate which is why this is a great show but i'll say this on the piece you just mentioned if it's getting kind of sneaky late news to go to camara where he gets that steam cpat and atlanta do you remember who the quarterback is for new orleans <laughs> like this is a guy that can throw three or four picks in a game easily winston so i think you could set up like patterson and atlanta d at home against new orleans where they don't really have anything else going for them and you set it up that way to be a little bit different where everyone thinks it's this side of the ball but it actually ends up being the other side of the ball. Again, that what I talked about off the top. Right idea, right situation, right place, wrong side with Kamara. Go with CPAT and the Atlanta D. Paul, did you have a question? I saw you raise your hand a little bit earlier. Oh, I just think uh, Tambo's underrating the, uh, the opportunity to screenshot around 4.30 Eastern by stacking the early games and being like, I'm winning a million dollars and then disappearing off of the uh, yeah. and Twitter, Twitter for the rest until an hour later. next week. It's wait, Save that for PGA season when you can just stack the first tee times and in football you can still get it wrong and you won't even get your screenshot. That's so, true, I suppose. You know that That's a PGA thing, but it's a good point, Paul. I, I like that one. A reminder to everyone, we'll get to the chat at the end. Uh, you can always use the time codes to jump around. We're still like feeling out the, the format of this show, but I've feel like the more free-flowing conversation we have, the better it's going to be. Uh, and if you're in the chat, you have to be subbed to the channel in order to ask your question. And if you're not asking a question to me or Tambo, you're either like saying something that no one cares about. No one gives a shit, pal. You're going to be banned for life if you don't ask a question. If you're leaving <laughs> anything else in the chat, I'm going to ban you for fucking life for wasting my goddamn time. All right? So cut it. I'm seeing it right here now. I didn't say that off the top. Didn't say it off the top. You didn't save it to the end. Maybe it'll come up again. But I'm putting it in there right now that if people are, I mean, you might want to redact your message or Paul's just going to go through and just pick you guys off one by one. There's still time. There's so many idiots in there right now. Like, Kamara's going to crush. What's he talking about? You can already see it now. Sure, he can. I'm not saying not play him. I'm saying I'm still looking for ways to get different. You also are allowed to play both those running backs in your player pool. You could even play them against each other if you wanted. 
The other ones coming in super low, no Josh Jacobs on anyone's radar. I mentioned James Conner. You also have Nick Chubb coming in pretty low. David Montgomery pretty low. Cordero like 1% is kind of crazy. Paul, yeah, you had another question? More of a statement, just so that you know who to ban for life. After Ben in the chat wrote, I hope someone gets banned today. All other things should be questions after that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> ben, ben for that? No, no. Ben is the barometer. So He's after the barometer. Oh, okay. After Ben, hoping AB. that people get So banned. the chat AB is going to be uh, a lot of bans going to be thrown out, I think. We've got to call the people week one. Hashtag ban Ben. Let's get it started. Ben did not ask a question technically. So if the chat wants it, hashtag ban Ben, we could start it. I, lo- I like Ben though, so don't do it. So who do you think would be your core pieces? Like, are there cheap running backs you're going to? Because Etienne still seems like he is the one that people like, even with James Robinson active. Yeah. I mean, I took a big swing and a miss at Cam Akers. Uh, That's not looking great at the moment. But if anyone thinks that James Robinson is going to be any better, like, give your head a shake. Yeah, I don't. I kind (laughs) of like the Etienne situation. Again, whereas I've already heard some people talk about stacking, like, Lawrence with Etienne with Kirk and trying to do that. That seems a bit extreme. It's it's aggressive. That's what I'm saying. Like, it feels like you're trying to make something work. But could Etienne just come out and do, a lot more in his own right and get check downs and things like that. Sure. Uh, I like some of the other guys. Da- Damian Pierce was one. Again, he's teetering. He's at that 10 to 12 range. I don't think he's going to be. I, I also don't like him this week. Yeah, I, I, I do. And mainly because of the fact that it's a leverage spot. Everyone's playing Taylor on the other side. Sure. You could I, go about it that way. I also have heard some Davis Mills love where you're going Davis oh Mills God. with Brandon Cooks, with yeah. Revan Jordan. with. Hey, Cust is saying that the Texans are going to beat the Colts. The, Col- the Texans are going to lose like 45 nothing in this game. It's possible. I, and I think that there is a 40% chance Rex Burkhead outscores Pierce in week one. Maybe. In these, like, huge lopsided games. Because the Texans are going to have a few of them. Yeah. Like, any game that's, like, under a five spread, probably, or you think that the Texans are going to be competitive. Now, maybe you do in this game. And then I think that Pierce would be a good play. Because their primary goal is going to be throw to Brennan Cooks and run the ball as often as possible. If not, and they fall behind by a bunch, Rex Burkhead's going to be on the field a ton catching passes. Yeah, it's, po- it's definitely possible. But again, that's the game flow that everyone has. So but, but, all it has but, to do is flip. But but why? I mean, I, I suppose. But if we're looking for like cheaper options, maybe not in the same game, but we talked about Trey Lance, like why not Elijah Mitchell at $5,400 at 2% ownership? Yeah, I've like, got, that just seems so much safer to me. I've got him. I've got Gibson, but Gibson's getting some love. So yeah, it's like I, a, I like Gibson. I mean, his, I do too. his mean projection right now is 21 DraftKings points. Yeah. I mean, that might be high, but I still like him. Uh, and so that's my point. But again, he's that's showing up for other people too. So if we're looking for, I just think that there's this. There's also the other thing that goes with week one, especially at running back, things get spread out, right? The, the bigger question is like, what do you do with CMC? Because that's what I think people want to know. Like, so he's the cheapest price. You'll probably see him at all season. Baker checks it down a lot. It's a spot that would make sense. It doesn't matter the game script, all of that. But do you need him? Because that, that's what, you know, if everyone's playing him. Well, do you have a value running back to you? So let's say you wanted to use two running backs and a flex all at running back. Now, you don't need to do that, obviously. Let's just yeah. say you do it. Who would be like the three, like from each price tier you would go to? I would use McCaffrey. I would probably use Gibson or Elijah Mitchell yeah. as my other guy. I, I, I like Gibson Mixon quite a bit. I, I don't love Mixon in right, this spot so. as much, but looking down, like you have Pierce at 4,800. He would be one of these cheaper players. He's in mine, yep. I don't really see anyone else from the bottom who's like a standout, like, oh, that's a pretty good play. There's not a lot. That's Mike, what I'm Mike Davis would be like the only one, really. 
Yeah, I, I, again, I think that's good for you know super large field. Take the risk on the point if the Ravens do just smash and you could get after it that way. But um, I like what I will say is this. We know CMC is going into lineups. We know you can easily fit CMC mix and you can even get to CMC Taylor lineups, especially if Lazard is out and we have all this stuff happen where even more value pops up at wide receiver. There's already quarterbacks from, from 5,500 to 6,800 that people can play without even having to go up top. You can still get there too. So I think the bigger thing is playing that middle ground. And you talked about some of them, James Conner, Mixon, who's more popular, fine. Kamara gets a little bit of steam, but those guys in the middle, and then I don't know if you talked to me about Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones is another guy that's going to get a little bit of steam if he hasn't already for, for Green Bay, but people know by now that he can literally be on the field at the same time as A.J. Dillon. So you've, you've got a situation here where he end if Lazard's out, that's another pass catching option, even though he's at running back. So it's almost like a double down on using a guy like Aaron Jones. So I, I think if I'm just playing conservatively single entry or three max that McCaffrey is most definitely going to be in those lineups. And I'm probably going to use one of those lower guys like the Gibsons chase Edmonds. Is, I mean, I probably don't want any Miami running back. Yeah. Like, I, don't. I feel like he is the one, but he's a bit banged up and I think they're just going to use a huge rotation and he's probably not their goal line guy. So what I think I would want to do to pair with McCaffrey, if it's like Etienne, if it's, Gibson, one of those, or Elijah Mitchell, one of those $5,000 running backs, that's fine. But if I went with another stud, I'd want to go with a lower own stud. So that takes out Taylor for me. Not to say that you have to do it that way, sure, but yeah. just how I'm thinking through it. Like, I would rather play Henry than Taylor this week. You probably get half the ownership, and he's cheaper. I, I like Henry quite a bit, and we talked about the Titans D. You could put those two things together. I think that makes some sense. They're 3,500. Not many want to go there. And if they're going to pay up at D, they're going to go up to like the 49ers or the Ravens against Flacco or something like that. If they're even paying up, most aren't this week. If you go look at ownership projections now, people are playing the commanders and then they're going down from there to like in that range, I should say, to other cheap options. So it's another way to get a little bit unique by adding a thousand bucks to your D and getting different elsewhere. But you're, you're, most of those lineups that will have Washington commanders at D at 2,500 will still have CMC. So when you switch CMC to Henry and go up that thousand on D, you just have to make a small change somewhere else. The thousand bucks, you can find it. So between Henry, Eckler, Dalvin, Kamara, those four, who would be your preference? I like Henry. Yeah, we'll see. If, I hope it keeps staying this way. So far, he's not getting the late steam or the movement or the pivot. Well, I was shocked at Eckler. I mean, I mean, Eckler's just McCaffrey light. Yeah, he's good too. I've got him and Henry right at the bottom of my stuff with Connor. Those three sort of stand out to me. And then you brought up Dalvin Cook. I had him next in line right after those three with a question mark because who he, knows? He who knows? But it's what you it's what you said. Zimmer is out, but he's healthy. It's week one. It's a spot where they should probably try and run a lot to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field if they can. But I just think it's another way to get unique when people are playing Cousins, Jefferson, and Thielen. I like Thielen's over was like 49 and a half. It's already up to 52 at some places. I like that quite a bit. And then they've got Irv Smith Jr. who's at the, the tight end position. So you can stack up Minnesota quite easily. And, and so I, I think that it's interesting to go to Dalvin Cook in that same game and just have him bust out for another cheap price tag. So to put it in these terms, and listen, if you're looking for strategy questions about like, how do I build a three max? How do I build 20 lineups? Tambo and I covered this all in our season preview of DraftKings strategy. We don't, we, we encountered this on the golf show. We got through it. Just, I know that people are going to have these questions every single week, yeah. but I don't, it just becomes the same show every single week. If we try to do that, just I'll put it down in the description. You can link to it right away. It's on the first page of Mayo Media Network's YouTube page. It's on the PME feed like five days ago. 
You can check it all out there. That's what I would highly recommend that people do. One of the things that I like about Run the Sims is they give you your optimal leverage percentages. So mm -hmm. it weights what's your optimal score and your like ceiling rate versus your bust rate, but what is your projected ownership? Now the ownerships aren't perfect yet, right. and they're not ever gonna be perfect, but they're less perfect now than they're gonna be at noon on Sunday mm -hmm. once we have all of that information. Like Berkeley, Etienne, Najee Harris, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire are shaping up to be the four worst leverage plays. Not to say they're bad plays, but for leverage purposes, those are the four that are kind of spiking like, eh, it doesn't really match up with how owned they are. Yeah, and because of who they are, the teams they're on, the situational stuff. I, like for some of those names, it's not even an ownership thing as much as it's a projection thing like you talked about. So it's not it's saying even at low ownership, that's how you should kind of weigh it. If I'm using Run the Sims looking at that, and you should be, and you see that, I'm weighing that as like, holy shit, this guy's not even owned and they think <laughs> he's bad. That means he's probably bad. So it does you know, sort of take me back a little bit on Etienne versus thinking out loud like that it seems like it could be good on paper well i think it is good on paper like he's one of the higher points per dollar players on the board but we have him coming in at 14 percent owned mm -hmm. yeah. in a situation where i don't know like his projected ceiling is like 24 points yeah what, what do they have ceh at for ownership right now i don't have it in front of me seven so he was the low owned one that was still a bad play yeah that's what i was gonna say that was would more be <laughs> where i see it and i know why because you expect like he's in this game with the big total it's a way to get unique within that where most go Mahomes Kelsey and an Arizona guy or vice versa it's a spot you could move up and get different but I, again they're not liking it and neither was I really so that, that makes perfect sense to me what do you think are the games that people are going to target this week like if we had to rank them one through three what are going to be the most popular stacked up games mini stacks full onslaught game stacks or just one-off players from those games I think Kansas City Arizona is the clear one yeah Char Vegas. Chargers and Raiders. Yeah, but so. I'm not seeing that translate to ownership. I'm really not. Like, you just go look at the projected ownership. All these Chargers, all these Raiders, they're not coming in highly owned. Yeah, I, I will have, they'll be highly owned by me. I can tell you that <laughs> because that's the game I'm definitely targeting. I think it's a good spot. Uh, you know, Adams is expensive for the other side. So even if you want to stack up the Herbert side and run it back, you can do it a couple different ways. I think uh, like a Herbert, Mike Williams, and Everett, Stack, they like using tight ends. The Raiders can get Yeah, but up. how do you know it's not Jeff's boy? Parham, who looks like he's playing. It could be fine. It could be, but that's fine. I'm just saying, like, angle it how you want to. Flip him in instead if you like him. I'm going with what I like. But the other side, what I will say is with no J.C. Jackson now, this was the thing. And, you know, with the, the Raiders having Adams, he's expensive like a CMC or a Jonathan Taylor. It's a way to get a unique roster construction if you can find some of those cheaper or mid-tier running backs you like to pay up at wide receiver instead of at running back, just a way to get unique. And like you said, there's not really as much ownership as you would expect in this game. And it's because people don't really like the Raiders, right? People don't like, don't people don't want to take a shot on Waller. Why? Because he doesn't like his contract. Seems pretty healthy to me. He's going to play. I'm sure he's going to play good to try and get that contract. So you got him. You've got options there. You know what I mean? Carr. If you were going to stack Carr, would you go Waller, Adams, Carr? Would you go Adams, Carr, Renfro? I'd probably put Renfro to save the money. It's gonna. I think it seems like it's tough to get Adams and Waller there. Renfro, 3% owned. Yeah, he, he's, that's what I'm saying. People aren't going to this spot. And if you want to, like another thing you could do if you're like, ah, I don't like it still. It's just I can't make something work for that game stack. It's another one where I think when you've got a big total like that, you could have Mike Williams to catch a bomb in three or four. He, he got more catches last year too, like than what you would expect, or more targets, I should say, that led to more catches with Renfro and just have that mini stack with a piece of either side. Yeah, this does feel like a good mini stack game. And you could go the- like, Eckler-Renfro. Well, that, well, that's the thing. You can go high end, high end, low end, low end, high end, low end if you want. Because you yeah. could go- Adam Zeckler and have like the Daniel Jones stack. Yeah. One thing I'll say on that, we did talk about on the strategy show. You may remember, but is like an Adams by himself. 
is I, not, yeah. I personally don't love because if he ceilings out, it's not even guaranteed he's on a winning lineup. But if he ceilings out, it likely really bumps up Derek Carr. And where if people aren't, and again, what's Carr's ownership? Not much right now. So it's kind of, I would rather you go Carr, Adams, Eckler, and have that mini stack where, yes, Eckler and Adams are expensive, the, the, but I, Carr drops down in price, so on and so forth. I, I appreciate that. The problem then becomes the rest of your lineup is absolute trash if you use all those guys. Because they're so expensive. Now, if yeah. you used Daniel Jones, Kadarius Tony, and Wendell Robinson with, I don't know, Traylon Burks coming back? Yeah, see, I, Robert Woods. Robert Woods, yeah. Austin Hooper, whoever it might be, then you can afford Adams and Eckler. Yeah, it, it can work. Uh, I'm just saying, but then you still need that stack to get there. And how much trust and faith do you have in that? Again, that's another one where, like Robinson, who you brought up, I like. At 3,000, it has not shown that he's going to be one of the most popular or anything lately. Which is so. surprising because it feels, uh, maybe this is just such an insular thing that like everyone I talk to is like, man, Wendell Robinson's a good play. Even Cuss said Wendell Robinson's a good play, which probably means stay that away. Is the bad the fact <laughs> that The fact that he knew who Wendell Robinson was blew my mind. We'll see. It could get overblown, but I mean, again, I'm not seeing much ownership translate to what I thought would when we got here at 3,000. Also, read a little tidbit, local guy, uh, you know, I think he lives like 40, 50 minutes away. He's got a bunch of fans getting tickets, coming to the game to see him. That's never a good thing. That's always a bad thing. That means you have to go procure those tickets. Make sure everyone's set up. Instead of getting ready and game planning before the game in the locker room, like 15 minutes before, he's got his friend who's like, I can't get through security. Can you? Oh, if you got to deal with that, I think I've heard stories, put it that way. I've heard of it in golf more so but then max homer broke that barrier when he won the genesis so uh, i think or the uh sorry the what was the tournament he won in his hometown riviera yeah right so that, that is the genesis that's right it is yeah sorry yeah anyway off golf i just think of it that way because he's the one who brought that up i've heard that we're getting tickets for your friends is a pain in the ass because then everyone bugs you for everything throughout the game but he's getting them in advance this article was like a couple weeks old okay that's good news maybe some of his friends feel slighted like, hey, where like are my H- tickets? henry robinson is a way like you don't want to stack the tennessee side up Right? I unless, don't see you, that. unless you unless you want to go No. It, is there a chance Traylon Burks is I don't want to say this year's Jamar Chase because he said every record, but I used a ton of Chase week one last year and no one you remember all the reports yeah. about Chase? It's like this yeah. is the ultimate leverage spot. If he's good, I'm gonna smash. But and, then I, I would then he smash. But then I love that even more because what what I'm saying is when I like these secondary stacks, I like cheaper ones, so I'm gonna add it, but like Burks and and Robinson cost you nothing gets you a piece of that game where others are trying to make Daniel Jones and Tony, like all these other guys work when you can just put those two in and get a piece of either side of the new up and coming wide receivers. If you want, I'm saying that that's a cheap stack. It can't kill you. Looking at the projected ownership from just the Vegas chargers game, no skill position player, quarterback, wide receiver, tight end or running back is projected for over 11% ownership. Yeah. That's, that's a good game to target because I think one, at least one, if not both of these afternoon games go a little bit, off and that would be the one i like more i love the herbert side so um like i said if you can find a way to make that game work uh, well i I mean josh palmer makes it work pretty easily yeah he does so herbert mike williams or herbert eckler i think makes you pretty unique yeah and that actually does work yeah there's two spots for that this week herbert eckler and a tight end pick your guy everett or, or parham if you want and then uh, Green Bay has that same situation. If you, so, again, this is a point on waiting on the news, your show tomorrow, my show on Sunday, things like that. People will be able to get this news. But the point is, when once Lazard is announced out, which is kind of what I expect, it's now, not for sure. But, yeah, but the thing is, that's a late game. Right. So we might not know that news until halfway through the early slate of games. At worst. Now, we might know tomorrow. Yes. They might true. just announce him out. I, but if Lazard is in, he's a great play. 
It, sure. Because no, he will have zero ownership. And it's a late swap conversation because that's a, a piece where you should, this slate especially, when you've got these guys in the morning games that are going to be a little bit popular like CMC, where if he doesn't get there, you need to pivot to a lower owned spot. Well, that's where you'd want to get him in if it's the case. I think we'll find out sooner personally, and I, I think it just it's just trended down. It does not look good for him. And my point would be that if he's out, what's going to happen? All the conversation around, is it Dobbs or is it Watson for them? Obviously, you have Watkins, you have Cobb. Oh, he trusts Cobb. It's going to be him. Or Watkins always has a good week one you're going to hear all these conversation about his wide receivers when you've got Aaron Jones AJ Dillon probably it sounds like Bob Tunyon was back at practice this week big Bob so he's in there and a guy that Aaron Rodgers does trust where you can play quarterback a running back slash wide receiver in Aaron Jones and his tight end that you could lock up the end zone with that while the whole field's trying to figure out who's the wide receiver to play for Lazard or even if Lazard plays do I play Lazard that's what I'm saying so looking at it right now Kansas City, Arizona, Vegas, and Chargers. They're like the clear two stackable games, right? Yeah. Would you throw another one in that tier, or then do we drop down to... I don't like the Philly-Detroit game. I just don't. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be 55-50. to 50. Like, I'm not saying I'm coming out and betting the under 48.5. That just feels like a lot of running, man. Yeah, I, d- I just don't like the game anyway. Like I said, I-, I think the two teams are probably better than most out there would assume or think, but it has nothing to do with what I you know, for week one. Uh, what I was going to say is that I think Green Bay, Minnesota is the game everyone thinks is sneaky. Oh, I'm going to stack up Cousins this week with Jefferson and Thielen and come back the other way. And I'm, I'm doing it too, but I'm saying <laughs> I don't think it's going to be as sneaky as people think. And I think it's actually slightly eating into the Vegas Raider, the Raiders Chargers game that you were talking about earlier where people are just deciding between and you go look too I think it's the last three games that Rodgers versus Cousins where they've played against each other have been like 60 plus points in the like actual points where the fantasy points will stack up so I see a lot more people going to that with the Arizona game and now the Raiders and Chargers might be going slightly overlooked on full stacks and four-man stacks from the game five-man stacks from the game how do you stack up the Casey Arizona game this is what I was going to say off the top. So, like I said, good spots. People have so like Kelsey, for example, is looking popular at tight end. I think most go Mahomes, Kelsey, and then they'll wait on the news to see if you know if Rondell Moore is out. They can get a okay. cheaper. So, so, so guy. let's play this game. So you have Rondell Moore. Rondell Moore is dealing with a hamstring injury. He's been he was limited in practice on Thursday. Again, if you go to run the Sims right now, it has all of the player notes right next to them, and yeah. it'll update in real time. We worked out that contract to make it easy for everyone. Then you need to go over to Roto World. You just you know, have it imported right here, right next to the name. RunTheSims.com slash Mayo to get all of this. Use the weekly. Use the monthly. Try it out. If you don't like it, yeah. I'm not saying everyone's going to like it. And it's got it right there, like you said, so you can get the real-time update. Yeah, you get the real-time update. It's a great way to do research. It's a lot like Fantasy National for golf. Like it, I mean, but it does have like optimals and projection systems where Fantasy National does not. But it's a way to do your research. And then you can just customize everything you want to tell it to tell it what you want for your lineups and just hit simulate, and you'll be good to go. Yeah. So Rondell Moore might not play. Zach Ertz has the calf problem. He may not play. So now we're into a situation where Hollywood Brown, $6,200. Great play. I don't think so. I don't think I'd go to Hollywood. I think I'd go to, like, A.J. Green. Yeah, that sucks to do that. But <laughs> it it's, does, it's, but, like, that's what I would rather do. Like, it, we saw it last year. I mean, Leone played A.J. Green every fucking week because he kept getting, like, 12 targets a game. Yeah. And if... They're going to be missing two of their key cogs. I'd say that Ron, people just want, he's like Chenault. People want Rondell Moore to be really good. Uh, he's not. Yeah, hasn't, uh, hasn't been. No, so you have him and you have Antoine Wesley. Those are the two. 
from the Arizona side of the ball. And who's the tight end? Trey McBride? Is that his name? It's likely. Well, Vertz is out. I yeah. think Max Williams is there, but I think he's coming off an ACL that. Yeah, I don't know if he's he completely healthy. There, yeah, so Kenny Powers. Exactly. Yeah. You, got, you got Kenny Powers at 2900 bucks. Yeah. You got, where's AJ Green? AJ Green's 46. So he's not like free by any means, but he's cheaper. Then you have Hollywood Brown at 62. And Wesley, who would probably be the receiver three, who had some good games last year, too. Yeah. All in these like fill in spots with whoever it was going to be. Where is Antoine? He's not even popping up here for me. Where is he? Ugh. What's his price? I assume he's three thousand bucks. He's he's cheap. I, I don't have it up in front of me, but I do know this is like you said is you know if if you've got one thing we know about Ky, Kyler stacks is they're hard to get together, especially like I'm talking last year. We're on week one here, but when you had to play and you had Hopkins in the mix and you had Ertz and you had Kirk and you had all these guys last year, it was very tough to stack them up. So you're almost, it's not that you're wasting lineups, but if you were building a bunch of Kyler lineups to cover angles, of, of there, some of them are getting killed off. Plus Kyler can do it himself with his legs. This week though, Pat, it oh, is interesting. Oh, bad news. Wesley who got put on injured reserve yesterday. So he's out. Oh, there you go. So Hip. Oh man, I got bad hips too. So look, so you got, you got. So Andy and Andy Isabella? Isabella. Oh my God. Forgot about that. That is oh my true. God. I just saw this yesterday. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm having, I'm, I'm having like legit flashbacks. No, no, let's not do it. But we know he doesn't zeros that So I now what I'm saying though is when when you're looking for these, so everyone looking at Herbert, what do they say? Easy to stack. You look at Burrow, what do they say? Easy to stack because it's concentrated tree. Same with Cousins. That's why these guys become popular. As, you, as they should, by as the As they way. should. That's what you should be looking for, exactly. But, but Kyler has never been that way. But if you take out, we just had that IR move with Wesley. You've got Ertz possibly out. You've got Moore possibly out. Hopkins is still on suspension. So you've got nothing really there to worry about besides Brown. Who's going to be Brown, McBride, and A.J. Green? You, you mix that up. That, that's actually not a bad thing. I think people, I know ownership shows it's pretty equal right now, but I still think people prefer the Mahomes side. Right? Oh, yeah, they, they most definitely. It's, Kelsey tells the story of that. The Mahomes, Mahomes, Kelsey, just make it easy on yourself. And people love Juju. They right. love Juju. Juju, for sure, yep. Hardman, like, they, oh, Hardman's like no, Isabella Har- 2.0. There's yeah, someone well, they still want to make work. Now, Har- Hardman's gone. Sky Moore's the guy. Yep, I think Sky MVS Moore. might actually be the guy. MVS is another one. Because he's the lowest owned one. And if he hits, he hits big. Yeah, the, the worry I always have is with MBS is he zeros. needs... Zeros. Well, zeros, <laughs> that's fine in these large field tournaments, but I'm saying like he he only has big games when a team gets after Adams, or, like, or at least held Adams down. And so that would be the whole point. Double team on Adams, left him a little bit open. What, what do they have there? Are people going to be double teaming Juju no, or, but, or Kelsey? I don't... I mean, Kelsey, maybe. Maybe, maybe some but, on and Kelsey. Kelsey, but, Kelsey will still get his, but Arizona's like secondary situation is not good. Yeah, like, he, he can definitely find... He can get loose. I'm fine with him. I got the, I've got him on the sheet here with the question mark beside him. But that's what I'm saying is if you went like Kyler, go with AJ Green and do it that way and then run it back with like an MVS, it's a way that not as many people will be on where you're still not overspending, but you're getting access to the game in, in a bigger way. It does seem like Kyler and Mah- like it seems like this game is being played as either a the triple stack of Mahomes, Kelsey, and Juju. That's what ownership is showing. Mm-hmm. Or just Kyler and Hollywood Brown. Yeah. With one of these guys coming back. The, the Kyler-Hollywood connection could be a thing. I the mean, college connection do, is there. Do, like do we he- need to do it, especially in single entry in three max or even – cash do you need to triple stack one no. team can you just go a quarterback and a pass catcher yeah and you also in this even in this game i'll say it like i said before like you, you don't have to if you don't think it's going to shoot out now if you think it's going to shoot out don't be building these single stacks or <laughs> not running it back or anything but i'm saying the higher dollar the main stuff that you're putting in a hundred dollar single entry you want just a way to get different just play just play uh kyler um marquise brown and kelsey 
more on the other side with Juju and Mahomes. And you're not you're not that you're not going crazy sneaky, but you're also just getting a piece of the game that you're not overstacking it or anything. You're just saying if Kyler can just hit Marquise Brown for a big big bomb and and Kelsey does his thing, I've got Kelsey without Mahomes that most don't have, and you've got it in another way. If Kyler beats Mahomes and it's with Brown, you end up popping your way up the field. So all three of the stackable games were from the afternoon slate. Definitely. Numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe home security to protect their home. And you don't earn that kind of trust with that many people without doing something right, right? At Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. I know because I use Simply Safe in my own home and they protect me with cutting edge security technology powered by 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back. And here's why I love it. Because I get the prompts on my phone right away. I had an Amazon del- package delivered the other day. And I thought it was going to be like a break-in. I got a bit too close to the door for my comfort. Uh, and then just boom, I got the immediate prompt. I tuned in to my front door to see what was going on. I was like, oh, it's just the Amazon guy. No big deal. But the fact that the sensors work so well, I got the prompt immediately. Shows I can be on top of it no matter where I am. As long as I got my phone on me, I can check out what is going on in my house. And, you know, I got little kids. I got a wife. I got stuff to buy. I really don't have much stuff to protect outside of them in my house. Not a big spender. Not going to lie to you. But that safety makes me feel good. And importantly, it makes them feel good at the same time. They have 24-7 professional monitoring. They'll call you at the moment that there is a threat. Uh, if it is a you know a first responder situation or a real emergency, and simply safe blankets your home in protection, advanced sensors, every room, window, door, HD security, better cameras than I got on the go. So you're going to want to get in on Simply Safe. And you can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash mayo. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. It's pretty good. First month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash mayo to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. The Pat Mayo Experience is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is that all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. So whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. And it is super easy to use. You don't need to be a tech wizard in order to set up your own website to peddle your wares on the World Wide Web. Squarespace makes that so easy, thus cutting down on the expenses you'll need to pay someone else to do it. You can do it all yourself. You can set up email campaigns to engage with your audience with Squarespace email campaigns. Collect email subscribers on your site and build connections and repeat business through regular email updates. If you're in the content space and you have a lot of videos, you can host your entire video collection, organize your video library, and showcase your content on beautiful video pages and sell access to your videos with member access. But the best part about it all is the analytics feature. You can use those insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits come from, where sales are coming from, then you can analyze which of your channels are the most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on your top keywords and most popular products and content. It makes it all easy, all in one spot, for a very low cost, and it's something that you're going to need to do if you want to grow your business. So, 
Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash mayo to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I got the numbers. Tons of you have done it, but not all of you. Yeah, so what you need to do right now, if you want to take charge of both your time and your meal prep, visit factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off right now. Because supporting the sponsors is in very much the same way supporting the Pat Mayo experience, which I very much encourage you to do. Eating better is just easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals, mainly because, well, yes, they are very tasty, but it's the time that they save you. Do you say you never have time to work out? Well, if you're someone that preps all your food at home, that means you need to drive to the store. You need to walk through it, make a list, get your groceries, bring them home, store them, unpack them, get the reusable bags out of the way. Then you actually have to make the meal. We're talking like two hours per meal on that. And listen, I love cooking things at home myself, but it takes an awful long time. Are you going to use an app to get takeout? Well, it's going to take you like 30 minutes to figure out which restaurant that you want anyway. Then you wait 45 minutes to get it, and it's probably like crap for you by the time it actually gets there. This is all time that you could have been like spending working out or doing work or just having some relaxation time because all of the meals with Factor are ready to go in just two minutes, and it goes with any sort of meal prep that you want to do. Do you want to do calorie smart? Do you want to do keto? I'm personally trying to bulk up right now, so I'm doing the protein plus to make sure that I hit my levels every single time. I go through, I pick what I want, it shows up. I never have to think about what I'm going to eat for three meals a day, four meals a day, whatever it might be for like three weeks. It's fantastic. So I highly recommend that you head to factormeals.com slash mayo50 and use code mayo50 to get 50% off. That's code MAYO50 at factormeals.com slash MAYO50 to get 50% off. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, so the morning slate of games. Sneaky couples. I think there's a couple. You, well, you though. seem to like Indy a lot. I think the New Orleans-Atlanta game has some potential benefits there because, again, it's not that I love Mariota. I think that he's been kind of buried for no good reason. Mm-hmm. And the Saints defense is really good. I, I understand everything. But Drake London may or may not play in this game. I kind of prefer he plays in this game. Or even if he doesn't, then you can just go Mariota, Pitts. If Drake plays, you can use Drake. I know where the ball is going. CPAT will get out of the backfield a few times, whatever. But, like, if Mariota is passing, he's passing to those two. And watch Zacchaeus come back and bite me in the ass either way. Then you can play Kamara on the other side. Like, all those guys might be independently popular, but no one wants to stack this game. Oh, yeah, I don't think many want to stack it at all. I think people want to play Camara. It's going to get more popular as the week goes on. I think people can get behind Pitts because, like I said, it's just going to be a target monster. And if the London news comes out, then it's going to be even more. And on, no Kittle. Right? So I think that's that's definitely possible. Uh, I don't I, The Indy-Houston game, I just think people are talking about it more. The one I was going to say actually was Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. I, I think, again, that's another spot where the Bengals... <laughs> could just come out, uh, you know, with a vengeance off the Super Bowl loss. And they, they just, again, it's so condensed. They have an even better... Think about this. Last year, the game against Tennessee they won, Burrow took nine sacks, and they still won that game. 
I, I don't see nine sacks, even with TJ Watt and those guys they got there. I see plenty of opportunities. So I actually really like the Bengals versus the Steelers, and it's really hard to run it back, so you don't have to. So well, it's funny because I built one lineup for week one to throw into the – I had a free ticket, and I was just like, yeah, I, I need to build a lineup now before I completely forget it. I missed like a $200 single entry in golf like three weeks ago. Yeah. Couldn't figure out where to go put it in. So I, I saw the little ticket icon. It's like, I'm going to build a lineup, put it in, just forget about it. And it was a Joe Burrow lineup. Burrow – T. Higgins and Hayden Hurst down that way. Like that. With Deontay Johnson coming back. Now, Deontay Johnson's dealing with the shoulder issue. I don't know if he's going to play. I'm assuming he's going to play. He would be the Steeler I would want to play. Now, people want to play Pickens. People, I mean, people don't want to play Harris whatsoever. He might actually be a decent leverage spot in this game. But then you can still fit in. You can use Pittman in that lineup if you want to. He actually fits it. You can use Brennan Cooks. So I use the Pittman and Brennan Cooks. Yeah. Like correlated mini stack from that game. Popular pieces from that game. But once you stop using like, are people going to use Taylor and Pittman in the same lineup? They would have to, right? Cash, Based on their- I think cash games, you'll see it. And they just won't even put the quarterback in. They'll just play those two for the volume and the price. And again, also, that's not a terrible idea. It's actually. not. And remember that how cheap Pittman is very safe. Like floor, combo, yeah. like floor ceiling combo is there, but it's more floor. I think it leans to the floor side more than the ceiling, in my opinion. And that's why I wouldn't worry about it. If you want to get crazy, stack it up. But I, I just don't see the reason to do that. So, so the, and then you can still fit McCaffrey and Gibson as your running backs. Oh yeah. If you want to like that lineup, it's not like, I don't love it. I look at it. I'm like, yeah, I feel like I could upgrade, but then I started building other lineups with more expensive quarterbacks or trying to do like the double, the double expensive running back with Hertz or Daniel Jones or Lawrence or whoever it was. And like, I didn't like the back end. Like I had to use, like you have no money for defense. Basically you have to use like lion's D, but yeah, I don't care about defense. Like, like people de- put 2,500 and down. There's a few options in there. Washington's popular, right? So if you don't, how about you just don't, why is Washington so popular with, without Chase Young? That's what I'm saying. It's that's the whole point. It's just, it shouldn't be. And that's why we never play these cheap D's, especially in large field tournaments, but you've got people playing the bears at 2,200 against Trey Lance. I actually don't mind that one. That, that's fine. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that, that can make some sense. You, you've got people playing uh, the Lions because they're the stone minimum and they're kind of a leverage spot where you're using against the highest stone quarterback, Hurts. Yeah. So that can work and, and Hurts can give the ball away. So you've got different situational stuff here where people can do this. You, uh, some are using the Giants versus the Titans. Titans don't have much else. Like you, you can you could use the, the Giants. I know what people are doing. And even Jacksonville at the same price is is in a good spot. I think. Yeah, I, I actually don't mind Jacksonville. I, I, I prefer it over the Giants. But people are pretty like, the Giants are the most publicly backed underdog this week. Like people think the Giants are going to beat the Titans. They yeah. might be right. I don't think that they're going to do that. But and that's it, it leading translates. to a lot of like Giants love right now. Yeah. But the reason, I mean, I used the Lions. It was either the Lions or the Raiders. That's all I had money left for it with that yeah, specific lineup. I should probably play the Raiders. Instead of the Lions, here's the problem with the Lions in playing Philadelphia. Philadelphia just wants to run the ball. That's not good for a fantasy defense. Right. You have fewer opportunities to do anything. That's kind of the issue with the Bears. Now you just have to hope that the Bears get a sneaky score. They get a bunch of sacks or something like that. And then Trey Lance has to pass a bunch. Or if he gets sacked a bunch trying to take off, fumbles. But it's still more unlikely. It's like the Jets. Like the Ravens are going to run the ball. The Vikings... Packers are probably going to run the ball. The Texans, the Colts are going to run the ball. At least with the Steelers, Joe Burrow's going to pass. He it's, might he might yeah. light you up, and you're going to have to live with that. But you're going to have chances for picks. And maybe there's some, you know, right now this is a great new O line. They got they picked up some good pieces. But how do we know how well they work yeah. together after a shorter period of time together? So or, I see or that. How, how many of us are really like offensive line experts out here? Like, oh, but what signings? It's like okay, yeah. 
They yeah. can be horrible. <laughs> I, I think that's you know a key piece to look at that people do overlook. So I would say that's a good point to bring up. But the challenge, I like the reason I like the Detroit over the original one you said, the Raiders. I actually like Pittsburgh better if you want to go to that because of everything we just said. But the Lions, it's not like the Philly running backs are good. Like Sanders, Gainwell. No, but they'll like, but they'll keep running because Hurts can extend. But those they can drives. take a bunch of sacks and Hurts can throw it away too. Like there there's spots where you can still get points there, and they're the stone minimum. Versus the Raiders can get carved up here. Like Herbert could just crush them. I think I think the Chargers roll in this game, so that that's why I have a harder time. It's not about the points only; they will get more opportunities against Herbert. But I think Herbert is more like, you know, a, a safe option than Burrow in that spot against Pittsburgh. So I would choose the Steelers there. Of the like, just defenses in general, cash game defense, single entry defense. I'm probably going to punt for a lot of this stuff because why would I waste my money on a defense when I could upgrade one of my other spots, right? Yeah, but. Are there relative value defenses that you like this week that you think you'll go to? Because every, if everyone's using Washington, pay $100 more and use Miami. Yeah, Miami against New England yeah. is decent. And that game in general, like it has one of the higher projected point totals on the slate. And I think we kind of know Tua, Hill, Waddle, those are the concentrated pieces. And no one wants – like those are all good – I mean, Tua's not good, but Hill and Waddle are two explosive players who can do a ton after the catch. Like those could be – to a five-yard flicks down the field, 80-yard touchdown. Yeah, so remember earlier when I was saying you could do this if you wanted in like the $5 milli, but I'm not. The one that I am doing is, we didn't get to that, but and I'll go back to defense in a second, but Tua with just one. Pick Tyreek or Waddle, and hope if it's Waddle, he gets two touchdowns from 20 yards in or out, or more. He, he can do more. Or with Hill, you just mentioned, he can flick it down to him, and the guy can take it 80 to the house <laughs> piece and get in the end zone. He's still going to do that. So I actually like that more, and you don't have to run it back. That's what I'm saying. It's week one. You can play it. Once you go Tua and Tyreek, you can play whatever you want in your stack pretty much and not have to worry about it. Again, chalk pieces will still fail, so I wouldn't just fill it up with all chalk, and I would still use secondary correlations and things like that throughout your, your builds. But going back to the D, Miami you brought up, I had a few actually down there. Atlanta, which is why I was liking when you brought up the CPAT thing, because Winston throws picks. Atlanta is at home. It is in a dome. Things can be made. Mistakes can be made. Sure. Jameis, and maybe this was a Sean Payton thing at the beginning of last year. He never took it. Maybe it's because he had terrible receivers, that he wasn't the Jameis risk taker down the field. He actually played very much within himself, didn't turn the ball over much. It was like, is this a new Jameis Winston? Yeah. But now that he has Olave, Jarvis Landry, if Michael Thomas plays, he's like, oh, I have receivers again. Let's bomb it away. Yeah. I'd prefer that. I think I think that's what we see. And even if we don't, one game sample size, not like Atlanta's getting ownership here. So I'm okay with yeah. it. I think that's good. I like the Chicago call. We both, you liked it too, you said. Like if you go against Lance, we just don't know what he is yet and he can make mistakes. We'll see. Maybe they let him throw it a little bit around well, week one. Well, and you have a situation too. The Bears led all teams in adjusted sack rate last year. Now, they didn't face a boatload of passing attempts because people were constantly beating them. Right. But let's say they can maintain somewhere in the realm of a top five adjusted sack rate from their defense. We know that there's no Kittle, one of the best blocking tight ends in all of football, and they're down their center with a rookie quarterback. Like All of those things just, it only takes one mistake, and then the Bears defense pays for itself. That's all it yeah. takes. Did we talk about running backs in Chicago? I mean, I mentioned Montgomery. That's what I mean. Like, just I, I don't want to play Montgomery. I just, I just think about a situation where, like, Lance makes a mistake early. I, I, they turn I, it over. I, Montgomery I bangs it in. How many times have we seen that? And next thing you know. We have. But this, this also, like, even if, let's say that happens. This reeks. And maybe he ends up piling up a bunch of catches in this game. But especially where he's at 
right now in the pricing at $6,000. Like Gibson at $200 less is such a better play. I think that Cordero Patterson, just even for this similar amount of leverage, is a much better play. And if I'm going to eat chalk, I'd rather just use Barkley for $100 more. Like, it just feels to me like if he's not going to end up with like six, seven, eight targets, like the Bears just reek of yeah. a team that's going three and out all the time. They'll run with Montgomery on first down for two yards. They might try it again on second down for another yard. That you're going to look back at the end of the game. It's like, oh my God, the market share for David Montgomery was off the charts. Yeah, enjoy your 23 for 55 in a touchdown game because he punched one in and yeah. do nothing else along with it. Like, I just don't feel like he's getting me there. And maybe I'm wrong versus some of the other running backs in that range. Like, why is he a significantly better play than Elijah Mitchell, who's way cheaper, who has a way higher ceiling? Well, yeah, and that makes sense because they're literally in the same game. Yeah. That's where it can flip it onto the other side. But I guess my point would be more on, like, the other angle. Like, everyone's trying to make Miles Sanders work again because he's a good leverage are playoff they, Are they going to make him work? They're trying to already, and, and the reports have been good over the last day or two. Oh, so. he's not hurt. Oh, well, great news for Miles Sanders. Does he literally not have a touchdown all last? Like, I think, it was, yeah. I think it was all last season, even beyond. It's, it's like something like 600 days I saw the stat before since his last touchdown. So that's interesting, not that you need touchdowns. And, and then the last one I was going to say was just uh, Houston. And I know this is gross and people won't like it, but I was going to, I'll use him with Pierce. And the reason I talked about Pierce earlier was because his, his first off his, uh, his rush prop, you're going to do prop show this weekend has went from like 41 to almost 51. So it's went up almost 10 yards. If they're going to possess the ball more on top of the fact that it's double leverage, Pittman, the highest owned wide receiver, Taylor, Taylor, the highest owned running back. I'm definitely leveraging that in my smaller pool of defenses that still have some semblance of an idea behind why I'm playing them, not just playing them to play them. That's how it looks. That's how it looks. I think you just need to tell yourself a story of how competitive do you think the Texans are in this game? It sounds like you think they're going to be competitive. I don't. It only goes one or two ways. They get blown out, like <laughs> massive, like 38 nothing. And they don't have to worry about it anymore. Or they, the line of plus eight is really good, and they're yeah. at home, and it's you know it's another home dog that gets the job done this week. Survivor, RIP Survivor Pools on week one. There's like 10 home dogs or something this uh, week. We, we, uh, on the hammer. Uh, Hope hammer, you have rebuys. Hammer.bet. Yeah, rebuy. I mean, we had to do that one year. I forget which one it was, but like everyone Everyone's got it. out. Like the one. top three chalk defense. It was like a pool of like 20 people. Everyone was out. It was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Week two, let's go. Split the money back. You're but, all in. Uh, the hammer.bet, if you go there right now, me, Cam Stewart, and Rob Pizzola every single week. They're quick videos, like seven to ten minutes, where you just talk through what is the survivor strategy this week. And then, right. we, then we make Cam pick. Who, who's the, uh, like, I don't know if Cust has one for this week, but who's the, the cut, upset no. of the week? Well, it's Houston. He, he thinks Houston's going to win. See? There you go. So that's not good for you and Pierce. Man, that, that does suck. I mean, having cussed on that <laughs> so side. I have, I have Colts minus 28 for a trip to Costco. Yeah, yeah. you got, 20, what is it, 8 to 1? Uh, 8 and a half. 8 one. and a half to 1? Colts minus, yeah, Colts minus 28. I, I, I definitely think that's a good way to do it. Like I said, because I only see it going that one of two ways. I don't really see it playing tight, so I like the alt lines. That, that's definitely a good way to make some bets this year. Also, on the prop side of things, just quick slide it in right quick. It was good last night. If you got late news that sort of acres might not be a thing and Kyron Williams is going to get some time, which did come out late, late, right before the game. Right, right before the game. We, right, we were right, talking about it, yeah. Right after I posted, like, Cam Akers probably should use them. I liked them a lot, too. I, we did a Thursday <laughs> show over at Run Pure, and I talked them up and said I like them. I had them in one of my cores going into it, and then it came down that that was the news, and we talked in the Discord about it. And, right, you can do it for tomorrow, as, or for, should say for Sunday as well, where you do single-game parlay, same-game parlay, I should say, where you can pick, like, Go the overs on the running back you think is actually going to get the work and go the unders on the running back you don't think is going to get the work. You can get like plus 900 on just four picks and it's the same two guys and you're just flip-flopping who's going to get the work, put a hundred bucks on it, win a thousand, whatever it might be. So, you know, I, I'm good with 
looking for those types of things on week one, especially. So offensive lines from last year, and obviously a lot has changed. But if you're looking for teams that give up sacks, here's who it was last year. You mentioned Cincinnati has improved. Yeah. Their offensive line. They were the second worst. Yeah. They were giving up a sack every at 9.1% clip, which is kind of insane. Chicago's the worst. Cincinnati. Cleveland was actually up there. The Jets. Baltimore. Carolina, Tennessee. Now, Baltimore just had everyone hurt on their offensive line. And so did the Jets, for that matter. But, you know. Whole team, by the way, for the Ravens. Yes. <laughs> it was insane. That's why everyone likes them this year. Tennessee, Even their mascot is out for Tennessee also <laughs> gave up a bunch of sacks. Maybe that's why people like the Giants a little bit. Yeah. And then if you kind of go to adjusted sack rate on the other side of who was getting after, Chicago was actually number one. Pittsburgh. So you have the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati corollary of great D-line versus bad, was bad O-line. Carolina, San Francisco, Miami. New Orleans, like these were the best teams at getting to the quarterback. And it seems like the Patriots offensive line. That's why I keep coming back to Miami. I think Miami is going to be leading in that game. I think that Mac Jones is going to have to pass a ton and mm-hmm. their offensive line is banged up against a great front seven. Like that just makes so much logical sense to me. Yeah. I, I like it. I, I added them for sure. I think they're a good call and just get off the Jackson, Jacksonville, Washington spot where everyone wants to play that $2,500 D either everyone's more on the Washington side, but I think you could flip to the Jacksonville side or just get off it all together. Are there any top tier defenses you would consider using? Well, the, t- the Titans definitely stand out to me. Even if you want to put them with Derrick Henry, you already talked about how it's a little bit of a leverage situation. If the Giants get some late steam or you can see that happening, because again, they were more popular coming in. They're still popping and run on run the Sims and other places. So they could still pick up steam down the stretch, but you just mentioned it uh, going back to that same game. Tennessee had what? Nine sacks on Burrow that game on top of the fact that now you've got Daniel Jones there who does throw the ball and throw it away they maybe don't just run it with Barkley like everyone thinks and it's leverage on even the Barkley situation if if everyone is going to Barkley play t- play Henry with the Titans D it's not like it's stupid or too cute it makes perfect sense and you get leverage on Tennessee versus Barkley or the pass catchers if Jones gets popular and you go and move off pivot from CMC to Henry where everyone's playing the expensive running back, you're just getting a different one. So you're doubling down using that strategy. I think that's good. Interesting. Cheap tight ends. Hurst, I was glad you brought up earlier. Now, I have a bunch of question marks on these guys. Uh, Of course, they're cheap tight ends. Bellinger is one of them in the Giants game. Yeah. If you're going to go with Daniel Jones, you might as well go with the one healthy tight end that they have. (laughs) He's 2,500 bucks. Yeah, there's there's options. McBride, who you talked about earlier. Uh, so a couple that I'm really interested well, in, I will say. Well, I have more. Does, does Irv pick up a ton of ownership? Some. Because of the Cousins stack? Yeah. It's it, like it's easy to go Jefferson with Irv. Well, how much is Tunyon then? Tunyon's on my, my list here. He's 3900 so he's a bit more expensive. I'm, but, o- I'm more okay in that range, like 3 k to 3900 Not $25? I mean, no, I'll go there too. I like paying down all the way, but I'm saying like I, I could see like Tunyon get two touchdowns. Not saying you will, but I'm saying I could see it. We've de- we definitely could see it, especially if Lazard is out, where it's a guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. If he's playing, he's, he was practicing yesterday so uh, and Wednesday, so I think he's going to be fine. But I had down uh, Goddard as being different i don't like goddard this week i do because i think if you like hurts why wouldn't you like goddard and if you don't like hurts it's just another way to get off him and get another piece there yeah but i think that the reason not to like hurts is that hurts does all of his damage with his legs and that just that's why i don't like any hurts stacks i think that For sure and it, it, just after playing hurts with some of these stacks last year too it's like oh hurts had 40 fantasy points his receivers had eight yeah like just you get into those situations too often yeah goddard had a really good game when it was uh 
Minshew. Yeah. In there when I was at last season, I was at King of the Beach actually. And I didn't play Minshew with Goddard, but Goddard was having a good game. I could have stacked the two. I, I just thought if you wanted a mini stack out of that game, you could use Goddard as a cheaper piece with someone from Detroit. But the other guys I had, I had to hearse the other cheap one. Let's get your take on this guy then, Mo Ali Cox. You use him instead of Pittman, instead of Taylor, and you could even still have a nice mini stack with like a Cooks, a Pierce. Whoever you want to use, I'm just saying that's another way to get access to that game. And he's definitely a guy that we could see get a touchdown or two for that cheap price tag. How much is I think he? He's 3,400. 3,400. I think I'd just rather use Hurst. Like I'm not stacking up the Colts, so it's not. Yeah, right. For I, me I, anyway. I'm not stacking him either. I just, <laughs> so it's a leverage play to me if everyone's lineup is going to have Pittman in it. Not everyone, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. You could use him instead. And if you think they are throwing the ball, it's just that's the other thing. The other, I guess, the other angle for him, why I would like it is, if, who do you like more? Uh, if you had to pick one, Pittman. Price aside, I mean Pittman or Taylor in Taylor, that game. Who Taylor. You, right. So that's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But that my thinking there is Taylor's at the goal line. That's where he's going to get his touchdown from most so, likely. So you think he steals from Taylor. So more now he can steal more from, from Taylor. And everyone say, well, they're not going to need to pass the ball if they're up 38 nothing, like you guys just said and Paul's grocery order talked about. <laughs> you, you've got that situation where now when they get down to the goal line, you can have it where they're going to a guy like Mo Ali Cox. And we've seen it in the past. So we'll see. Also, uh, Matt Ryan likes to use a tight end. We, so, we know this. And he also likes making his top end wide receiver, someone who finishes with very few touchdowns. Remember that for your Michael Pittman takes exactly <laughs> out there. Anybody else that you had i'm looking i am looking at andrews up like, top i will say that i was looking at pitts like i i think pitts has yeah. a chance to be the best like bar none fantasy like when we go into next year like how we always talked about kelsey it's like it's kelsey and it could be anyone else at number now two. kelsey's old at age 30 it's so we even, go to pitts yeah i mean he might be kelsey might be number two they could be one a one b i just think that pitts has such an opportunity through volume here and being year two in the league just being acclimated a little bit more just to destroy fantasy leagues this year and i want yeah. to be there and if he's not going to be super highly owned it's not like he's unowned in week one what i have eight percent ownership he's 5700 bucks like yeah give him to me He's, a fair, he's definitely a fair price. And also, too, like... And that range of tight end of price point, like, if you pay up for Andrews, you're using Lamar. Like, yeah. there's going to be very few one-off Mark Andrews lineups. Yes. Kelsey, people will use one-off, but it's still prohibitive to use him. At $6,600, he's likely to be played with Mahomes, if anything else, or as the other side of the Kyler stack. Mm-hmm. Pitts is just sort of in that dead range. Like, who really wants to use Pitts over Pittman? No one. Yeah. So they'll use a cheaper Pittman if that's how much money that they have left. I'll use Pitts. I would say two things. One on Pitts, yes. And the other one that's 300 bucks less, Darren Waller. We just talked earlier how that game, how do you get access to it? Do you want access to it? You could also just get off Adams in that game. We talked about earlier as a way to get unique off the higher priced running backs, go to a higher priced wide receiver. But you could also get a mid-tier price in Darren Waller and go that way in that game and use him as your access with Renfro. We've seen it all. You've seen Carr, Renfro, Waller, Stacks, Crush. Run it back with one of your guys, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Palmer, whoever you want to use, Eckler on the other side. And, and there you go. You've got access to that game in a way others don't. And you've got three pretty good plays on the Raiders side. And if you want to run it back, there's plenty of options. You could even run a five-man stack using two chargers in that game. Cole Komet is $3,700. It's not really for me. Yeah, I don't love that Austin one. Hooper is 37 I think I'd rather take that chance that all of a sudden he's just the guy who catches the ball for Tennessee. <laughs> Yeah, I don't have many others. The the Brevin Jordan one came up because yeah. if they are down, they have to chuck. But They do, but it feels like he's being phased out of that offense. Like, it's not something I'm excited about, for yeah. sure. Tunyon was the other guy. Again, I want to wait and get more news, but if Lazard's out, I really think this is interesting. As to, like I said, like people will be really trying to figure out Watts, Watkins 
and Cobb for the fact that they have, you know, their veterans have some like Cobb with Rogers has always been a thing, but they'll be trying to figure out like Dobbs, Watson, filling in all these angles when you could just play Aaron Jones and Tunyon with him or without. You could five, five man stack the game. If you want to get different in your cousin stacks, do it that way. Leave out Irv Smith. Go, it's pretty standard to go Jefferson Thielen, but then do it with Tunyon only or Tunyon and Aaron Jones or Dylan. And you have a different game stack than others that are stacking that game up. Cheap wide receivers, if you want to fill out your lineups as one-offs. Like if Rondell plays, would you play him at 4,000? I didn't like it anyway, not with that ownership, no. Okay. All right. What about Jacoby Myers, who is dealing with an injury? He is, let's see, he was limited in practice with an yeah. undisclosed injury. We'll see how he practices on Friday. But he's only 4300 bucks. And I don't mind the other side of the ball with, and I think that Miami's going to be up. They're going to have to be throwing. They like to throw to Myers. He scored yeah. a touchdown last year, didn't he? I was just going to say, finally, he finally got he, it. He get, he's like one up on Miles Sanders. <laughs> Who's more likely to get a touchdown this week for the touchdown regression candidates? So I think he's definitely in the mix. So you have sure. like Myers at 43, Kadarius Toney at 41. Yeah. Like, I don't mind that. And like, he'll be 10% owned, but he's not going to be like crazy. I don't owned. care as much about the ownership either. I care at like the highest price dude, like, like Pittman. I care about that because it's a little bit different. I'm looking to leverage it in multiple different ways because the high end, uh, the the chalk wide receivers doesn't matter if it's only 20% or 22%. They typically don't do well across the board, especially the when you get to the expensive ones. But we don't really have that this week, right? Jefferson, yeah, Chase maybe Adams. A- Adams will get up there now a little bit because of the JC Jackson news and people trying to get access to that game. But uh, I like your Myers call. I, like I said, if you went Tua, this is like it's not that crazy, folks. Like Tua, Tyreek, and Myers. If the, if the game goes how you think it will, and Miami smashes, it's likely because of those two. Tua could run one in on top of it. He's cheap enough. He gets Tyreek to the house on a long one, brings his yardage prop along a little bit, or yardage numbers along. And Myers just goes like 9 for 98, and maybe he sneaks into the end zone. Yeah, hopefully it's 9 for 101, or 100 yeah. even, at least, so we yeah, get that bonus. Don't but end up in the shithole. To your point, yeah. Uh, other cheap one I had in mind, a couple. You mentioned Pickens. Don't love it, but if, as a guy to get different in that game, most will probably go. Well, uh, it, it does seem like people want to use Jahan Dotson. I get it at $3,400. I'd rather use Wendell. I like Robinson. Yeah, 3K for sure. And Dotson, different game, but sure, at that price. But Elijah Moore, how about this take? Uh, if you want to get, you know, your Lamar. So everyone go, if you're going Mahomes, Kelsey, and Marquise Brown, go to the, for, the former Raven, go to Lamar, Lamar Andrews, Andrews Elijah Moore. and run it back with Elijah Moore. And Elijah Moore's stats with Flacco, well, basically with anyone except Zach Wilson, <laughs> but Flacco especially, he's got some really good stats with it. So I just think, and I think he's talented. We like him. It's not like he's getting a bunch of steam this week. That's my point in week one. If you've already got Lamar, Andrews, and Elijah Moore, you're not crazy. You're not too cute. You're not doing anything nuts. If, if Baltimore pounds them like you expect, seven-point road favorites, even if they don't, guess what? Lamar Andrews can still get there and Elijah Moore might be the reason they're not pounding them 38 nothing so it literally can work and now you can do whatever else you want pretty much with your lineup without being too crazy you're not trying to make uh you know Etienne Kirk Lawrence lineups work and praying that if that just hits you'll win a milli of course yeah but you need so much to go your favor versus this is not too wild and the props and stuff all lean that way as well so I like that So to recap the ownership, this is what I'm seeing right now. Obviously, this is going to change as we get closer to Sunday. One injury throws the entire slate off. More so at running back than it does at receiver. Taking like the step up receiver is never usually a good thing. Uh, And we don't know about Rondell Moore, who was projected to be one of the higher owned guys on the slate. But I don't think he's going to play. I I just don't think he's going to play. I think these late week downgrades and stuff like that, it's usually not good. Things can change, but I don't think it's going to change enough or be a slate breaker if if that's the case we'll wait and see so at running back Barkley 
Jonathan Taylor, McCaffrey. Those three are going to be very highly owned. DeAndre Swift, I think, gets in there. Mixon. Joe Mixon and Travis Etienne. Yeah. I loved Etienne to begin with, but I'll just go with Gibson on the other side of the ball for far less ownership if that's the case. At receiver, Pittman, Hollywood Brown. Jefferson. Yeah, I don't know if Jefferson yeah. – you think Jefferson's going to get all the way up there? Oh, yeah. He's just so expensive. It doesn't matter. All right, so I, I think that Thielen and Jefferson might come in around the same ownership because people want to use that stack, find it too expensive with Jefferson, and then just use Thielen and Irv Smith and fade Jefferson for no good reason. Yeah, I've got Jefferson still above Thielen on my side. I have them pretty close. It's, yeah, four, four or five points. It's not like crazy, but I'm saying it still adds up. Uh, Higgins and Jamar Chase, whether played together or whether played separately, will both be popular. And Juju will be popular. Although Juju's, I didn't realize he was on the injury report. Full practice. No, he's fine then. Yeah, he'll, he'll be all right. Exactly. Uh, so that's what we're seeing at running back and receiver at tight end. It's your standard. You have Kelsey at the top end, Irv Smith at the bottom end. People seem to like Goddard in the middle. Yeah, and then Andrews will still be up there some. I think Andrews more popular than Waller and yes. Pitts, who we talked about earlier. I, uh, but I think that those three will be pretty close. Yeah, and Andrews, I think, is just slightly above, so you're right. Yeah, And it all comes down to, I mean, Waller might end up getting the boost. Pitts has the chance to be the artificially lowest because very few people are going to use Mariota Pitts stacks. can also, like you said, that's why it's a Friday show versus stay tuned for what happens because if the London news came out, right, where Lend- let's say he's... I would prefer London plays. Yeah, I agree, because this is another option that they have to look after to leave us pits open. I'm saying, but for ownership conversation here, that would see pits maybe get the late bump where people think he's not going to be his owned, and then they find out with that news and they start bumping him. I would just think that Waller and Andrews get artificially boosted up because people will use Lamar. People will use Derek Carr to get access to those games and to get access to the Ravens offense. Like, no one is going out of their way to play Mariota. That's right. Yep. No, I agree. Uh, and then if Zach Ertz is declared healthy, he'll be super highly owned. He'll get picked up as well, yeah. I probably don't want to use him, though, even if he's healthy. He's been sitting out all preseason with a calf. Do you really want to use him? Well, even when I saw him last year, the guy looked fairly Yeah, but he was putting up like 8 for 88 and a touchdown. Yeah, that's fine. We'll see. I'd be happy to go away to some of those other options we talked about. Uh, Any final thoughts on the slate before we get to the questions? Uh, Just if you were doing D, I was going to say the Commanders. (laughs) We were already talking about that for for highest ownership. I'm good with just not playing them. Just don't ever play the chalk defense. They beat you, they beat you. Whatever, move on to next week. Yeah, final note would just be on the D side, at least there's the cheap Ds are getting played a bunch this week, and it's fine. They're probably good. We talked about a bunch of them, but if you can pay up, there's a lot of places you can find a thousand bucks this week, so keep that in mind for your 3K to 3900 type Ds, or even if you want to go all the way up, uh, it's more than fine on week one to get there, especially in your higher dollar, smaller field main types where people are playing the low end D, and that could be the difference of the 10 points that ships you a qualifier seat or a ticket for next week or whatever it might be. So I, I definitely look at that in those ones. You need to be subscribed to Mayo Media Network on the YouTubes in order to get your question asked. If I think it's a bad question, not even going to read it anymore. I'm just going to ban you for life. Good questions only for Tambo, myself, or Paul. Paul always gets a few throughout the course of the week, so you can check into that as well. If you want to get in that draw for a $1,000 giveaway, subscribe to the Pat Mayo Experience Audio Podcast. Turn on those auto-downloads. You don't need to listen. You just need to download. we got to juke those numbers up somehow, Tambo. And then leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Um, leave your Twitter handle or email so I can contact you if you are a winner. Leave the review, and boom, you're in the draw. We're giving it out, me, Cust, and Jeff on Wednesday's show. Plus, I have the live show on Sunday night after America's Game of the Week. Me and Cust will be in studio every single week with a rotating cast of characters. First up is the guy from the Super Bowl party that you met who told that ridiculous story. Were you at the Super Bowl party this year? I think I was. You told, was I? I can't remember. I know Meanie was there. I was, I th- yeah, I'm almost positive. He, yeah, told, I, he told his Mexico story? 
I think I missed that one. Maybe oh, I did. Wow. I don't, or I have a bad memory, but I'm pretty sure I was here. I feel I feel like you'd remember that one. Anyway, he's one of our biggest D-Gen fans, or he demands action at I, all times. I can't wait for the show, personally. I'm, you know, like, I, I'll be part of the rotating yeah, cast You'll be, you'll be in studio with us. We'll get in there, but it's going to be a good one. Jahan Dotson or Nico Collins? And I think this is just a standard... Yeah, I would go with Collins. I'd go with Collins as well. Do you think that the Green Bay Minnesota stacks are going to be more popular than expected, as I've heard multiple people bring up? It's a sneaky game. It, for sure. It's not a sneaky. That's exactly the point. The Rodgers side isn't going to be popular. The Rodgers side will not be as popular. And like I tried to give you on this show, if you can go back, a couple instances where you could stack him differently and just leave these wide receiver decisions out by playing like play play Aaron, or you can also stack it up and play Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. My boy JSU at RPS was saying, play those two. I think it's a really sharp take. If Aaron Jones is essentially a receiver, he's on the field at the same time as Dylan, you could go Cousins, Jefferson, Irv Smith. That's chalky, but then you have just the two running backs positions filled with the Green Bay guys. If you had to use all pass catchers, Aaron Rodgers and two pass catchers, let's take the running backs out of it. People wanted to use that. What do you end up thinking becomes the most popular if Lazard sits? Because I think if Lazard plays, Aaron Rodgers, Lazard, just lock that in. Yeah, Because so few people will do it, you could late swap onto it. But it'll be Watkins and Dubs, right? Watkins for sure. I think people, even as much as people will say Cobb is the guy that he trusts, Watkins, there's some practice report videos with them throwing around and looking clean with it that I just think that ends up being where people's mind goes. Yeah. And then, of course, Watkins can never have a bad week one, right? Yeah, but he'll impossible. get injured right after that, they say. So they know everything. Yeah, never have a bad week one. It's just like the goal. That's why people are picking the Texans this week. Colts never win week one. It's That's impossible fair. for them to win. Yeah. That is actually a funny reason. It is brought up, though. I, I know. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson? I like Lamar. Oh, Lamar. For sure. We didn't talk a lot about him, but I tried to talk some. I like him with Bateman. I like him with Andrews. And I like Elijah Moore as the run back. Uh, how differently do you build in three max compared to large field? Check out the research show for that. That is something specifically that we went over. You can check the time codes down in the description as well. What's the probability that Joe Flacco gets 25 plus fantasy points? I mean, it's within his range of outcomes. Yeah. Um, no. I wouldn't say it's super likely. So it's definitely not likely for me. And there's so many, again, I, I want like a dual threat guy. If I'm doing that, that I can find more ways to get there. And it's Joe Flacco, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not expecting much. Put, put it this way. We break everything up into like your floor projection, your 50, 50th percentile projection, 70th percentile projection, and 90th, 90th percentile projection on Run the Sims. And when you use the lineup generator, you can choose to sort by all ceiling projections and just optimize your lineup that way. I mean, that's kind of what I prefer to do. If I'm playing like 150 lineups, yeah, because I want all upside, I don't care about downside at that point. Um, I would not recommend that for single entry unless you're real crazy. But Flacco's 90th percentile projection is 23.6 points, so it does go higher once you get to his 100th percentile. But that's his 90th percentile outcome. That's not good. Yeah, I would. I would then at that point I would just trust uh, you know Daniel Jones, hope that the chalk doesn't come in like it it could. Or even your call with Mariota. I would, I would try and find it that way instead of playing Flacco. At least there's dual threat. At least you can just put him, Pitts, and one other. What are you going to do with this game? You're going to go Flacco, Elijah Moore, and Garrett Andrews. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Oh, I would, I would definitely, like, you should double stack him because that's how he probably gets to that ceiling. So with him, yes, but that's what my whole point would be. It's not, it's not a good setup. You think that people are going to avoid the Pittsburgh-Cincinnati stack? I think the Cincinnati side will be popular. Cincinnati side will get a little more popular as the week goes on. I, I originally had thought that would be the sneaky, not sneaky game, but now it's pretty clear it's Green Bay, Minnesota. So that, that's just my two cents on it. Baker, CMC, DJ Moore stack viable? 
Yeah. I just don't like it against the Browns. I, I just don't love the spot. I was going to say, it's going to be viable at some point. And everyone will say, we'll do it on week one. But he does check it down a bunch and all that. But I just, but it I just don't see it. That's a 42 game against a team that is going to try to run the ball so many times. This might be the shortest game in NFL history. It could. Uh, <laughs> I will say one thing, and we talked about it a little off the top, but from a betting perspective, just dropping the total like that. Like with the totals to me don't mean nearly as much. You know, every, it's the gospel for everybody out there, usually. But it's, that's a, not, it's a good starting point. It is. It's one of the best starting points, but it's not on week one, in my opinion, because that's just, again, you're setting it up based on what, and we don't even know half these situations. So at least if you wanted to take some of these shots, you could do it. It's just not for me. Well, Pizzola sold me on the Best Bet show about the over for the Saints and the Falcons. Like, maybe the Saints' defense isn't as good. These teams are going to try to play fast. Atlanta especially is going to throw the ball a ton. Like, they have no defense. Well, yeah. New Orleans is going to score. Agreed. So, Atlanta seems like they have enough viable pieces that 42 for that game, like, the true number should be, like, 46 and a half. Yeah, and it's, week, it's, like it's, a, it's a perfect example they just gave with the Baker stack because it's a week of narratives, right? And what do we have in that exact game? It's one of the first of three games where the quarterback's against his old team. So, I was like, Baker revenge. Guess what's the opposite of Baker revenge? Baker getting smashed and that not being a thing, and they just get crushed, and Cleveland somehow gets the job. And I don't see it, but I'm saying it just you can make the story go both ways. You're just only going to hear it one way. Fastest seconds per play last year. So what you're looking for here is continuity, if anything else. If the offenses are similar, I would, and the coaching is similar, I would expect it to remain the same. Tampa-Dallas won two, but unfortunately, that game's not on the slate. Miami. Okay. Third, fastest pace of play in the first half of any team in football. The Tampa Bay-Dallas game, go back for two seconds, was the fastest pace. It, should be, it was rated as the fastest pace? No, no, no. The, both those teams. Tampa was the fastest oh, okay. Fastest seconds per play of any team. Dallas was second. Oh, wow. Their total is only like 50. I know. I think it's because the offensive line problems on yeah, both sides. Say. I like looking at that stuff for that. But yeah, the Miami piece that you brought up, like I said, that for me, I talk, I talk about all the Bakers and other one. If you want to play it, I think this is the week to do that stack. Do it in the $5, whatever, take your shots. I, I just don't like it. I would much rather, like you just said, I would much rather go to this Miami game. I would just play him, Tua, with Tyreek or Waddle, and then run it back with Myers or don't run it back at all. Just those two are enough that you could just find it. Two 80-yard touchdowns to Tyreek. One to the house on a screen and one that he gets the ball there for once. Two is not that good, but he can manage the game and get it there, I think. Yeah, as long as he doesn't turn the ball over and can throw a 10-yard and, and pass, he should be good. It doesn't scare and me you, right now. And you know, with all the Tua hate that's been going on, that they're going to let him just drop back and try to rip it to Hill two or three times to see if he can connect for that highlight. Yeah, it's a you little... You know that's happening. <laughs> Excuse me. This is a little bit different scenario than last year because we've seen Tua and we know what he is. But remember last year, Jamar Chase cannot catch a football. Yeah. What happened? Right out of the gates and beyond. Just absolutely dominated and could catch a lot of footballs. Tua can't throw the ball. It's true. It looks like it. They try... Even these practice hype videos they showed with Tyreek are like, he's coming back for it. But... You never know, man. You just never know. And it's against New England. I definitely think there's opportunity there. So it's a risky one. I'm not going crazy with it, but it's one that will be in the mix with my smaller pool of quarterbacks. Uh, what do you prefer as a cheap QB option, Jameis or Trevor Lawrence? I'd go Lawrence, I guess. Oof, yeah. I guess if Michael Thomas sits and you don't want to use Camara, you can use Olave and – no, I don't want to do that. Gosh. Pass. Lawrence. Yeah. N probably neither, but yeah, I would pick Lawrence. Pat, your pronunciation of Etienne is quite amusing. Well, it's actually how you say it, so. It also goes with the other ones, though. You're usually your Francais. <laughs> yeah, my fake Francais names, but this is actually a yeah. Francais name, but <laughs> Americans just, it's like when Americans say foyer. Yeah. They sound like the dumbest people in the world. <laughs> like, man, you're uncultured. Etienne. I was, oh. I was thinking oh, about hey, that. Hey, why don't you wait here in my foyer? Yeah. It's like, okay. You mean foyer? foyer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My croissant. <laughs> now, come on now. Give your head a shake. No, but they, I think he calls him, I 
I mean, he's from Louisiana, so obviously it's a French name. X, I mean, it's a former French colony. You so, already, you'd already sold me. I, I, know. I, was, it, I believed it, you. It, it absolutely blows my mind. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> you can call him Etienne. You can call him Etienne if you want, but it's Etienne. It's French for Steven, if people want to know. I, I love it. Favorite GPP stack? Hmm. Kind of digging this Atlanta stack. <laughs> or, that, or the Tua stack. I, I, I would say if it's for that, like what they want to know is clearly, like, what am I playing to win a million bucks? Like, I, I definitely like, like Tua... Double stack it if you want to a Waddle and Hill and just go off and run it back with our guy Myers. Here's an example of a terrible question. I want to trade Nick Chubb. What's my best option to get for him? I don't know why you're tuning into a DraftKings show and asking <laughs> us about your terrible season long yeah. week. Where I don't, I want to trade Nick Chubb. Why'd you draft Nick Chubb if you're trying to trade him before week one? <laughs> That's the exact Fuck question. Fuck right off. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What do you need from Chubb? Oh, no. This guy's, like, trying to answer questions. They're trying to make the trade right in the, in the I, chat? I guess so. What do you need for Chubb? <laughs> I'll, I got, I've got trade options. What do you need? I bet you can get uh, Cam Akers. Yeah, you can most definitely um, get Cam right Akers now. for Chubb right now if you wanted to. Oh, uh, yes, uh, you can. Am I crazy that I am possibly using Mariota in pits with other Falcons receiver and pray for the best? I don't think so. Which means it's a terrible play if I don't think so. <laughs> like, I actually think Atlanta wins the game. But it's more of does that mean they win you the tournament this week because they don't have to get there in the way that you think? Paul, is Pat difficult to work with? You know o- the answer. Only if he doesn't like you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he's pretty he's pretty good if he likes you. We have no I mean I've been with him I for can six, vouch. I've been with him for 6 years, so <laughs> Yeah. I can I mean, vouch I of recent I would have bounced. That Pat I must have, like me because he's very easy to work for. I wouldn't have came all the way out to Nova Scotia if he was horrible to work with. Yeah. I would have I, taken that as an opportunity to stay home with my family. Now, I yes. do pay you $2 million a year. Yeah. So that's so. Uh, both of you each. Yeah, yes. clear. Out of the $100 million you make on YouTube. Exactly, yeah. I'm a $100 million If we know who's making a million, you're obviously making a hundred. So that's the case here. <laughs> so we got it. Thank you. This guy says, mayo, always wrong, and then proceeded to spell always incorrectly. And then right. I chirped him for spelling always Oh, you, always you followed wrong. up on this? Yeah. Those I are the good ones when they have life. the spelling errors. Yeah. The Big other day, uh, Cooper Cup with a K and a C backwards. Cooper Cup, C-U-P-P, and they like try to talk shit about it. I was like... Well, spell the guy's name right, maybe, for starters. Like, uh, feelings on J.K. Dobbins this week and his season projections. I don't think he's going to play. Yeah, he might play. He might play. And again, tune into Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on Mayo Media Network for on Saturday. I'll have the news. We don't have it right yeah. now. I don't like him in this game anyway. I don't like him anyway. And I don't like him for the season. And even if he does play, it looks to me like an Acres situation where Acres said, I'm healthy, tune in to see. They don't, they're not going to risk it or put him out there too soon. And then same for Dobbins. It might be a few snaps or something if he even plays. So I, I don't like it at all. And nope. I don't think you just go, like you said, to the next guy in line, Davis. I think you just let Lamar do it. Lamar is going to try and prove something. Whether it backfires or not is the question. But Lamar is definitely going to be out there trying to do his thing game one. Where's Cust and his bold takes? He needs to be on all live streams. Well, this guy can go fuck yourself. He's on the Cust show. And he's on on Sunday night. Sunday night, man. We already told you. It's yeah. going to be a great show. I told you. We were Every not Sunday night, you're going to get to see him. Yeah. Where did this guy put Akers and Singletary in his ranks? I mean, you could just look at the rankings. Too high was the answer to both those guys. <laughs> yeah, also, there's always going to be more reaction. It was literally the first game of the season on the island I'm game. not too concerned about where I had them in the rankings. Yeah. You were playing, if you drafted Akers, you were playing them. If you didn't draft them, it didn't make a difference. Yeah. Because you didn't play them. I'm good with that. Um, yeah, now season-long people are. I don't know why. I would just never tune into a season-long show for, I, I guess, I mean, a DraftKings show for season-long takes, but you can apply them. I, I suppose that's true. Yes, Paul. It's true. I, I drafted Cam Akers in my fantasy league. And played him? I, I have him. And in. played him, and it was ugly. Yeah. 
Sucks. You I can't mean, really drop him though, because it's like yeah. if Daryl if Daryl Henderson goes like gets injured next or week. Maybe or maybe they just want to give him another week of rest. Yeah. Henderson, you can't, Henderson play, looks I mean, so you can't play him next week, obviously. Like I'm you gotta bench him after and, what happened. And here's there. the thing. Maybe you want to run Cam Akers out there next week because your offense didn't look very good. It's true. Yeah. I was gonna say the one thing. Obviously, Cup is incredible. Be a good play in DFS as like a. Oh yeah, no one's nobody is playing him oh, in DFS. Not. But I actually week. thought Henderson was the one thing that looked okay. He looked a little bit explosive at times. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. But I, I think he's okay for the season. Uh, Miko or MVS? I like MVS. MVS. Cooks, Jacobs, or Rashad Bateman? Cooks. Mm, Cooks then Bateman for twenty max. How many uniques per lineup? I try not to think of it that way. I try to go 10 stacks of one quarterback that I like or game stacks, yeah. five and five, and then I'm done my But job. I want, like, at least three in that. Like, I don't what you're doing one-offs. You're just going to swap. Well, I got the nuts. Let me just swap the running back one time each lineup for what? You don't even have them all at the same price, so it's going to do it at receiver. Like, and you have to make it correlate, and depends on your quarterbacks, but I would put at least three, if not four. Uh, Zeke or Damian Pierce? Uh, Pierce. I like I, I'm higher on Pierce this week. And like I said, the, the books seem to be too. The props up 10 yards. Yeah, I, I prefer Pierce to Zeke just against Tampa defense. I mean, it is a fast running offense. I would expect Pollard to. Plus, be- this is Pollard season. Not Pollard season, but Pollard. It should be the season we finally see more Pollard. Hopefully. hopefully. Who's your favorite defense point per dollar? I bet you projections would say it's Washington, but it's I'm not playing a 13% Washington defense. No, no, definitely not. I think. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I kind of like Atlanta, Chicago. I, I've got a few down yeah, there. Yeah, my, Miami is down there as well. You talked about Miami. You sold me on them a bit. Houston, because I said like it's a double leverage spot where I think that's good. Yeah, like, that one goes so wrong, but it doesn't matter. At that that, I don't care. Because you're point. only yeah, playing yeah. it for and I, we, You and I, again, talked about this on the strategy yeah. show, but like, how do we play Ds? I'll pick like eight, nine, something in that range, and then I'm just going to divvy them up to like a max of 30%. And let them fit in and make and sense. And let the optimizer do its work. Yeah, I'm not going to have you know Pittman or Taylor against Houston. You can have stuff like that these days, especially in the higher dollar, smaller energy. Like we saw yesterday, Bills D smash. I know it's a single game, but Cup still smashed in the same game. You could have Green Bay defense against Cousins, eat him alive, and not see the big game out of Thielen or Irv Smith or Cousins, well, but Jefferson could get there with 100 yards and 10 catches. Well, who was the second highest scoring player for the Rams? Was it Rams D? Might have been. And they gave bad, up 30 bad. whatever points. Yeah, Higby was way under. Um, Robinson was way under. Like, yeah, yeah. H- Henderson, I mean, was better than Akers, obviously. So, but so he, that's it's not like saying. he did anything. I'm not going out of my way in large field to play defenses against my skill players. But the reason that when I'm playing Houston, it's not going to have it's not going to have Taylor or Pittman in the lineup. So I'm leveraging against the field there. I know you would have hated this at the time, but I used to play a lot of Jameis Winston stacks with the opposing defense. But it, no, actually opposite. It was fine. That was my it was point. A, it was amazing. He'd throw two pick sixes and then have to throw the rest And that's of the why game. it's so good in showdown. Like yesterday, if you wanted to get different with your Josh Allen lineups, it was, you could use the D against him because he can still make mistakes. But guess what? You pick him off, pick six even, they didn't. But if you pick six against him, he gets right back on the field. And that's what used to happen with Winston. And then he would go off for 300 yards and three touchdowns. So he'd still crush. Uh, is there a way to avoid using Devontae Adams in that stack? Uh, we talked about that already. Renfro Waller. Renfro Waller, yeah. Uh, who do you like for tight end? Komet and Joku or Big Alberto? Eh, probably Komet. I hate Njoku. I think he's bad. It must be another like full slate or season long question because Alberto. I, I think I think it's a season. I like I like Alberto actually. Uh, playing the listeners league, by the way, it's down in the description right now. I wonder if uh, it got a bit more full as the time has gone along here. Oh, it has. Five hundred left. Uh, there are five hundred and seventy spots left now. So let's fill that up very quickly. Don't want to. I'm probably gonna have to make it smaller for next week. It's Sometimes not, at week one, I, it, I would expect if bigger. It, if it's small. not filled by Friday, 
like the but go the goal would be to fill it up and then get it equal. So if you guys haven't yet, this is where you pause, you like, subscribe. You just do it at the same and time. And go get in the listener league. Yeah, do it all at one time. Whatever yeah. you want to do. I just got done watching Hard Docs. Would you go with Swift, Amon Brown with Goff, or Amon and Chark? I mean, I wouldn't go with any of those. I, I do like Chark this week. Why do you like Chark? 4,800 bucks. I think he's better than people think. You, he's wait, not... you wait for Josh Reynolds to have more points than it's DJ possible. Chark. I, I think he's a guy that's capable. And I, I again, I'm looking at it from a perspective. I don't think he's like a Miko Hardman or Rondale Moore that we're trying to make work. I think Chark is actually good. So... All right, last question from Andrew, longtime listener. Thank you, Andrew. Smash like to the episode. Love the show. Am I crazy for considering a DraftKings stack of Lance, Debo, and Mooney coming back on the other side? Should be low-owned, love the matchup, and love the leverage. If you love that matchup and you think that's how that game is going to go, it's a perfect way to play it. I like Ayuk over Debo this week. I prefer Ayuk too, especially for the price, but I really think that in that game, I'm getting to Elijah Mitchell, and that's probably it. Yeah, I, I like that too, but for his question, like for the point of it, that's another, by the way, single game parlay that I, I'm going to go do right after this. I'm going to go overs on Ayuk, unders on Debo. Same game, put it like that, throw 100 bucks, it probably pays $1,000 yeah. on that if you take the two overs and two unders for receptions and receiving yards. Last one, actually. This one's from Zach. It's a strategy question. Would mini stacking popular games create leverage? So instead of going full blown out Kansas City, Arizona, you play... I don't know. Good question. Juju and AJ Green or Connor from mm -hmm. that game. And then just stack up the Chargers game. Yeah, I like it. I love that you added that piece. And that's what I said. Good question here. Because this is also on the strategy show. Again, if you're going to like mini stack the Kansas City, Arizona game. Don't use the popular guys. Well, that. And also like you're, you're saying that that game is not going off. So you're going to overstack a different spot to leverage that way. Because otherwise what ends up happening is if you just get the two small pieces in the game that's got a 53 total and gets to 65 points everybody's passing you because the game stacks are everywhere and your little two pieces crush, but so does the guy or girl who has the lineup with the five other pieces from that game that crush. So what I would do is I would take two lower owned pieces in Kansas City, Arizona, and then overstack the Chargers Raiders game to say that that's the game that beats that game. And then I still got two pieces from another good game. That's the way to do it. Follow you on Twitter. At Toe Tag and Tambo. What are they football tidbits coming out? Saturdays. Saturdays. I okay. need more time. So it's like to try, try and keep balance. I never complain about the work. Someone said today on Twitter, I think it's true. We work hard. It is busy. But if you love doing this, and we do, it's the best job in the world. So it's just about spacing your time out, keeping organization. I want them to come out on Saturday. It's different than golf. I don't have it the same. There's not as many surprisingly free writers that do all these little articles. Yeah, yeah, so well, people know people pay for uh, the old NFL. A lot of premium stuff. And I want to keep it free to represent it that way. So what you'll see is actually a lot of... Twitter tidbits where I'm screenshotting things from different people. I'll promote You can go follow them in the meantime, promote it out that way to see others work. And they put out more good things throughout the week. I can just only encapsulate three, four at a time, depending on what they have ready. So that'll come out tomorrow. And then of course, as always, runpuresports.com, rocking the gear. Promo code ends on Monday night. It's RPS 15, NFL 15, sorry, at Rump Pure Sports RPS. You guys can go over there. All sports, one price. I'll be out on Sunday, the free show off the chalk, 815? Eastern time on, on Sunday, Sunday mornings. We can oh, Sunday morning. Early. I thought you were going to say eight fifteen Eastern time. No, Sunday night morning. You're, you're no want, night shows with you. Say, you're almost going head to head with me on Sunday nights. No, 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 no competition, but they can catch that. That starts the day off. And then right after big T hoop and another member is going to be for the morning wood show, which is the classic run pure sports foundation show. So check that out. I might just do a live chat starts it fire at me on Sunday mornings, but I might not at the same time. 
Because I'm doing a live show that night. Twitter Spaces? I don't want to do Twitter Spaces. Right. Twitter Spaces fucking suck. All right. I, I don't know. That, that was the thing before, right? It's yeah, but then I actually have to get people like, at least with the chat, you can write your question down. Yeah. I can go through with Twitter Spaces. I have to let... You, you're on the line, Daryl. I have to start. <laughs> do I start Jonathan Taylor? But I like Rex Burkhead. It's like, this is a fucking stupid question. <laughs> Uh, I always I can just skip them. And, that would definitely be the spot you get the what who can I get for Chubb in season long after I already drafted him and he didn't even play one game yet. So probably best to stay off that. Bad bad suggestion. Yes. So listeners league in the description. Mayo Media Network, subscribe to it. That thousand dollar draw for the audio. You can find all of that down in the description and the comment section. All the rankings are up on DKNation.com. We have all the betting stuff throughout the week, and I'll be back on Saturday on fantasy football picks and bets with a full rankings update where you'll be able to access the rankings very quickly, and you will have the full injury report. The Mayo Media Newsletter will have all of that in cheat sheet form as well. You can subscribe to that for free down in the description right now, and that will get sent out, I believe, on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening once we get most of the final information. And then if you want the best tools in the biz, whether it be for betting, daily fantasy, making your own projections and custom lineups, and simulating the slate 10,000 times, runthesims.com slash mayo. Use the weekly, monthly, annual, whatever one you want. Give it a test drive. Get 10% off. We'll do it. All right? I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Very